future is whatever you make it. So make it a good one. Aw, that's sweet. Isn't it sweet? Yeah. It's a good quote, right? Yeah, that's a good quote. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome back to Backtrack. What's up? I'm your host, Connor Norton. Today, we are finishing off the Back to the Future trilogy with my brother, Caden McFly. How are Yay. you? How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Tonight is, we're recording this serendipitously on election day, night in the United States, you know, 2020 election, mm-hmm. very contested election. Yes. But hopefully this will be out the next day and we'll, we don't know who wins, no. but after, when you're hearing this, maybe you will. That's kind of crazy. We, kinda, we don't know. Because we're not, because they're in the future when they're listening to this and we're in the past. Wow. Right? Yep. Because you're future. I mean, we're in the present, but we're in the past. But when they listen to this, our voices will be from the past. It's just as a, as confusing as Back to the Future 2. <laughs> and 3. <laughs> well, thank you for joining me for this episode. Uh, and if you guys like to listen to more Backtrack episodes and more episodes about this podcast, you know, we're like uh, going back and talking about movies and stuff. Maybe get your mind off of the current state, political state that's going on in the world and uh, the depression and or elation, depending on who you are, <laughs> <laughs> of tomorrow. Feel free to check out our back catalog. We've got a bunch of them going. This is the third episode for Back to the Future, so if you want to see and listen to the second and first episode of those go ahead and do that you need the context you need the context especially with this movie <laughs> with this trilogy yeah because we are at the end of it what a what a wild ride what, you know what i mean what a ride <laughs> this back to the future ride is is quite the is quite the ride Indeed. right yep. because you go through so much with them and it all takes place back to back to back and they get you right into it right at the beginning and right at the end you get so pumped yeah, for you, the new you ones never left so We've already talked about our love for Back to the Future and like how we've loved these this franchise. We haven't really talked about the third one yet. Go into it for me. Like, you, I remember you saying you liked the second one a lot more, and then after upon rewatch, you've kind of like, uh, it's not as good upon like when it's fresh eyes or whatever. So, third one, how you feeling? Third one's good, solid. I think it's the worst one. Really? Yeah. Worst, worst one. The worst one it doesn't mean it's bad. It's just the other two are superior to this one hmm. but i really do like this one you know very well made you know writing's really good but also it's in the western area and i love westerns you're a big western fan yeah. yes which is unlike most people from your generation i would think most kids in your generation probably aren't big western fans is it because of quentin tarantino no i like the uh sergio leone films mm-hmm. dollar trilogy mm-hmm. but uh i guess clint they're eastwood not, they're not really <laughs> accessible you know not a lot of not really on any streaming services either, no. really. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, a, I like westerns as well. You know, we're both, we both played Red Dead Redemption, the series. Ooh. And there's some references of Back to the Future Three in Red Dead Redemption too. Oh, like what? Uh, well, I guess it would kind of spoil the game, but there's a part in the game where <laughs> there's a part in the game where like you, you're robbing a train or whatever, and the train goes off a train of off the tracks. Ah, uh, too true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So I was like, oh, it's just like that. And I, I tried to make my uh, my character kind of model some of the outfits in this as well. Awesome. When I was playing as Arthur Morgan. So I, there, I, I, the love of Westerns is not lost on me with this movie, especially considering the fact that it's... Is it a good Western movie by by itself? Uh, by itself? Well, it doesn't... It's not really a standalone. You can't really put it standalone? No. Okay. No, because... If you haven't seen the other two, you're complete. You're gonna be completely lost. Yeah. Even if you, they do explain things pretty well, though. They kind of get everybody caught up. Oh yeah, but still gotta see it. To... <laughs> yeah. 
I'm a big fan of Back to Future 3. No, yeah, it's 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 a solid movie. It kind of expands upon stuff we learned in the second one and also is a more character story for Doc as well. We get to find out more about what Doc, what's, you know, motivating Doc and kind of what he wants in life. We get to see it's more personal story for Doc instead of more personal story for Marty as yep. the other ones have been, which is kind of nice to see. We kind of get double side of that coin because it's been mostly following Marty the first two. Yeah. He, Doc was barely in the second one. Doc was barely didn't didn't really make much of an impact in the second one, really. No. So it's kind of nice to see that Doc is, you know, getting some action here, you know, <laughs> more yeah. ways than one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of it. I'm a, I like how it goes right into it from the second one. And we start the, maybe the best finale with the second one. The yeah. second one's finale is fantastic. Chills. Do you do, do you think it gets the Back to the Future three gets ruined a little bit because they spoiled so much of it in that little teaser that they have at the end of Back to the Future two? I don't think it helps. Doesn't help <laughs> because if you you know you haven't seen it, you're once you see To Be Continued and then it's right into a trailer and then you see Doc and Marty in the West. You're yeah. like the mystery is all gone. Yeah. <laughs> you have no like anticipation like oh what's gonna happen exactly and, but they, it's not even the tra- they show the trailer at the end of the movie not even after the credits <laughs> yeah they just go right into it it's like oh and coming next summer back to future three and yeah. it's so weird that it's still part of the movie i know even after it's it, it's on, on netflix blu-ray and netflix <laughs> like we know we know we're gonna watch the third one what do you, we don't have to tease us at the end it's bizarre yeah it's it's strange. I, I always forget <laughs> about it too. It just shows up. You're like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. And it just starts like, hey, hey, McFly, you know. And it cuts into all like the. So you you know what's gonna happen. Um, I do want to bring up though. This one is the most different between the two of them as well. Oh yeah, because it, it has some of the quote like the quips you know from the, and, like the same stereotypes of the other other two. Yeah. Like uh, the all motifs. the the similar motifs and the similar scenes that they recreate, but they don't do it as much, and they don't really like put as much of a heavy light on it it's not as heavy-handed as yeah, no. uh as, as in the second one for sure i feel like it's kind of you know just added in there because they have to you know yeah because they want to just it's part of the tra- franchise yeah. so you have to but i can see why people like the third one more than the second one though because it's more different yeah i don't know i don't think it's as fun you don't think it's as fun no i like going i like how much in the second one and then we go back to the 50s there's a lot of time travel. different point of views yeah there's a lot of time travel in the, fi- in the second one um so your ranking of them would be one two three one two three one two three i don't know what my ranking would be because i really love all of them and especially the second and third one i like for different reasons mm-hmm. because i really like the hype of the second one but i think there's more that i don't like about the second one the confusing aspects of the second one compared to the third one the ending of the third one, I really am kind of like, what? Yeah, this I don't like the third okay. ending. And so it's kind of, I, I mean, I like it, but at the same time, I'm like, what? It kind of goes, does this even goes against the dog. entire lessons yeah. of the first three movies. Yeah. <laughs> um, But yeah, other than that, I I really dig it. I really want people to enjoy it as much as I do. I don't know if people do because people kind of bow out out of Back to the Future after they see the first one. They're not really like invested in the franchise. Really? But I'm like, yeah, most people, you know, they, they like the first one a lot because it's a really good movie. And then after they see the second third one, they think it's like a big step down. I think it's all good. It's I, lo- all... I love the entire trilogy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm big into Back to the Future. I love it so much. One, before we get into it, one thing I do want to talk about. They have a song for this. Double Back by ZZ Top. <laughs> I've never heard this song in my life. It's the song that plays during the credits. I don't know what song it is. And it's, it's, a, it's a good song. <laughs> but it's just weird that they don't have one really for the second one besides like hi- like i can't drive 55 but that's not written for the 
is the ZZ, is the ZZ Top one written for this? Movie? Yeah, the music video is all Back to the Future Three. <laughs> <laughs> That's strange. And ZZ Top is obviously a big part of Back to the Future Three because they're the band as well. In the in Hill, in Hill Valley, yeah, during the festival, or whatever. Yeah, the festival. But it's just, it doesn't. I don't understand. Like, why would you have you have two songs for the first one? Two awesome songs. Two, two absolute bangers. Yes, and then you have nothing for the second one. Then you just throw in this one. And I don't even know what this. And one this is. one wasn't even that popular, but I, it's a good song. I literally just, have no clue. They just play it at the credits. They didn't even play it during the movie, which is uh-huh. it's just okay. Well, because you don't want to have a rockin' song in the western. That's true. But they played they played Power of Love in the in the first back. Yeah. That's the power of yeah, love. Yeah, it's a rockin' eighties hit from the nineteen eighties. Yeah, nineteen eighty five. So you're in the eighties. You gotta listen to the eighties bops. Gotta get back in time. <laughs> I love I love the Huey Lewis songs and those. I I I, I wish I, he it, came it, back. Double double back does not compare to it. Okay, double, I'll take your word for it. Double backtrack, if you will. Ooh, uh, and we'll go back to eighteen eighty five. ZZ Top. ZZ Top the way. Bringing us back in time. Backtracking in time. Backtrack, <laughs> Backtrack to the future, everybody. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get to the opening then. All right. Because it opens with the ending of the second one. And the ending of the second one is the climax of the first one. <laughs> yeah. It, you just really get into it. It, it does like the little... And then it's just... Bum, bum. Yeah. And it starts Saturday, November 12th, 1955, 10.03 p.m. Lightning's about to strike the Hill Valley Clock Tower. Yeah, it's just you get right into it. It's the ending of the first one and the climax. It's the climax of the first one. Climax of the first one and the ending of the second one. Yeah. Which is insane. (laughs) How they all tie together. It's like, yes, in the beginning of the third one. It's so cool because the time circuits are on. Marty's driving the DeLorean towards the lightning lightning tower, the lightning striking. The cables are on docks, making sure everything's there. The energy's about to strike. The the lightning bolt's going to strike the clock tower. Strikes it. Lightning goes down. We've seen it. Two times now, right? Two, three times now. Yep. With the with these movies, and then we're like, it hits it, psh, gets sent back to 1985, and Doc's like, celebrates, and then Marty shows up, and he's like, and then and then Marty shows up running down, and he surprises Doc just like the ending the the second one. He's like, you just sent you back to the future. Like I I know you did send me back, but I'm back from the future. And it's just great Scott. Great Scott. He fades. Perfect, what, perfect opening. It fits. It gets you right into the hype of it again. Yeah. Gets you right into get your excitement ready. And you're like, I'm so ready for it. Let's go. Back to Future Three. Let's finish it off. Let's finish it off. Let's go, baby. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I love it. I absolutely love it. Uh, the opening credits start rolling by. We see Marty takes Doc Brown back to his house. Doc Brown's house. I'll say this: the uh, after the uh, the ending of the second one. It, it's like very it's very quiet and uh slow because like the music is like sweet orchestral thing mm-hmm. and it's just like oh it's a very different vibe from the very beginning and then the credits yeah it has the credits you're like okay we just we just had the climax of the first yeah. movie and we had the ending of the second one and we're beginning it now yeah so it's kind of like orchestral and slowly like we, we were hyped we were peaked we just went straight to we- the climax <laughs> and now we're just like all right let's go back to the rising action again yep <laughs> Uh, but you know, it's not long before Doc wakes up because the TV turns on with Howdy Doody time. Yep, Howdy Doody time. It's Howdy Doody time. Very scary. Time. Yeah, I'll say that. What's up with the fifties, man? It's just scary. <laughs> <laughs> Howdy Doody is like a puppet. I mean, I knew of it because of this kind of. I mean, I I had I did a project on the fifties when I was in eighth grade, so I didn't know what Howdy Doody was oh, really? before watching this movie. But 
it's it's like man we are so blessed today with the, the <laughs> amount of entertainment choices we have and we don't have any kind of scary black and white puppet stuff going on and yeah. ventriloquist stuff going on what's your opinion of ventriloquist dolls before we go any further they need to go away <laughs> <laughs> we don't need them they're just scary for no reason they're really like kinda, why do they make them like that they're kind of freaky looking right <laughs> yes and like people like it who um i i don't exactly. i mean i don't know anybody no personally <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i don't know what's up with ventral because like we need that, that's something that we just like you know what we need just as a society we're just like it. let's this is not, let's not bring this ever up again you know we got we got certain puppets that we love we know we like yoda we like baby yoda we like the muppets i love the Muppets. i love the muppets um, and i hate disney for absolutely not even want anything to do with the muppets i know what's up with them they've done nothing with them really <laughs> you gotta bring those guys back sell them back to the henson company you know what i'm saying yeah but uh, in terms of like puppets for ventroca stuff no it's a no for me it's a no for me dog you know what i'm uh, saying yeah <laughs> uh <laughs> but yeah doc wakes up and he doesn't really notice marty's there at first because he kind of goes straight to the uh his like recorder he's very uh what one tra- one track minded one track mind he's a mad scientist if you will yeah uh and he goes to his like recorder and starts freaking out and he's like oh i remember back last night we were dra- we, we i made don't marty got struck by lightning and he went straight to 1985 but i don't recall what happened i must have some time dispersal amnesia <laughs> that's a good impression <laughs> thank you and marty's like hey doc and he's like well clearly this is some sort of and then he's like oh how could you be here and marty's like relax doc it's me it's me it's marty explained it last night yeah i just explained what's going on and then i doc's line is like my favorite line in the whole movie here where you're just like this this can't be happening you can't be here this makes sense for you to hear i refuse to even believe you are here and just slams the door right Ah! (laughs) screaming out and like he has no idea like this can't be happening you know and marty's like okay doc it does make sense i am here we he kind of ba- basically briefly explains the plot of the second the one. The second one, yeah, he's it's like, just we went back to we got the book from Biff in 2015, then we had to go back to 1955, <laughs> and because of that, you got sent back to 1885. Doc's like, 1885? How how is my counterpart from 1985 got sent back to 1885? Well, how could you possibly know if he got sent back? And yeah, he sent me a letter. And it's like, <laughs> it's like we finally get to see what this letter was. We only got to see a little bit of it in the second one, and we finally get to see what he wrote to him, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and he shows them the letter, and Doc from 1955 reads the, the letter that Doc from 1985 wrote when he got sent back to 1885. Just so we're all clear. 1885. 1885, yeah. 1985, Doc got sent back to 1885, wrote a letter to Marty. Marty shows that letter to 1955, Doc. All right. Okay? Just so we're all ready. Uh, but he basically find out that Doc has been living comfortably as a blacksmith in Hill Valley in 1885. The lightning bolt destroyed the time circuits and destroyed the flying circuits and it means that doc is now stuck in the past since there's no replacement parts that he can use to rebuild the time machine right that's a shame they haven't been invented yet but he's happy we find out that he's happy there uh and that he stored the delorean an old mining shaft close by the town and he basically ends the letter by saying that he's perfectly happy with marty and how he was always a kind and loyal friend to him and that he'd always have a special place in his heart for him and always think fondly of him with warm memories and it's like oh mm-hmm. and doc even says like i didn't know i could write anything so touching <laughs> <laughs> it's such a good line um marty and doc head to the mine shaft then because like all right we got to get marty home yeah we got to fix this we'll send marty back home doc's retired in 1885 he ends up as a blacksmith in the old west i guess we're going to be fine with that right cool uh and doc here 1955 doc is very proactive because he's like 
take this camera. I want to document all the pictures. I want to make sure we get everything. <laughs> like, were you just spending the first movie? Like you can't know anything about the future. And he, you, yeah, you're so, and now you want to document like discovering where your future ends up. He's very, he gets very careless yeah. as they go. Doc has been careless since the beginning, but he <laughs> likes to pretend that he's not. Like, he's very mad scientist vibes, right? Yeah. I mean, who can blame him? I can. I'll, I, I'll blame him. I won't. I'll blame him. <laughs> I won't. I feel like I would do the same thing. Would you, though? Yeah. I want to know. But you saw how much problems this caused. <laughs> I want to know. This caused so much problems. <laughs> That's why he wants to destroy it. He wants to destroy the. <laughs> I know he wants to destroy the whole it. thing. He wants to destroy it. Except then... he's like, oh, destroy it. Uh, no, we can't. Except destroy... for the end. Yeah, we'll get to there. Major, we'll get there. Major spoilers. They find out that the DeLorean's been buried there for seventy years, two months, and thirteen days. It's been completely preserved there, and it's kind of cool to see. Like, oh wow, it's like a relic of time. Yeah. preserved here. It's the DeLorean it's that's cool. been through all these all these things. You know. Um, I did have a question though. All right. That I don't know if you've ever thought of, and I know the answer to it now, but I don't know if you know the answer to it. Hit me. So, pretty soon, I mean, DeLorean's sitting there for seventy years, right? Yep. And they have to obviously take it, fill it up with gas and oil and everything else, make sure it's all good to go, so they can use it to go back to eighteen eighty-five. But why doesn't Doc and Marty use the old DeLorean's gas and stuff? Because they had to remember they ripped the fuel line of the DeLorean when they go back to 1885. Yeah. Why don't they use the gas from the DeLorean into the uh, to go back to 1985? Because they don't have any gas. I know they don't have any gas, but what about the other DeLorean that's still there? What other DeLorean? Because technically, when he when Marty goes back to 1885, there are two DeLoreans there now. Whoa. Right. Um, uh, I don't know. I always wondered that, right? I always wondered that for so long. I'm like, why don't we just Maybe go? They to, find it. Why don't you just go to the mine shaft and get the and get to the gas from the other DeLorean? Oh, that's yeah. I never thought about that. And I never thought about that either until I figured out why you can't. Why? When you preserve a car and you like get it ready for storage, you take all the fluid out. You take all the liquid out. So gas, oil, everything else. Like you would get it out of the car so you could, it would stay long without damaging stuff and sitting there. Yeah. So. That so what Doc did he do probably, with the gas? Doc probably disposed of the gas and probably dumped it somewhere. Well, he should have saved it. He should have saved it. That would be. I mean, uh, he didn't know. Well, he could use it for other things, like his refrigerator. He, sh- I mean, maybe he should have, but <laughs> maybe he, maybe he thought like, oh, it's too dangerous to have this thing from the future in my lab that someone might find and sell or set on fire. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's interesting. I never. But yeah, I always that. wondered, like, why would you? You have no gas in this one. Go get the gas from the other car. So if. Marty took the car from – in he's in 1885. If he took the car that was already in the mineshaft when he got there, if he, if he took it out, would he – would that the car from the future start disappearing? Probably, Is, yeah. In him? Unless they came back and put it back where, they, where it was supposed to be. But they didn't – if they did <laughs> – <laughs> they took the car from the mine shaft and moved it. Would the other car not be there? It wouldn't because it wouldn't be there. And he wouldn't preserved. be there. Right. But <laughs> I, I. But you can just take the gas. I, I, know, I know what you mean. I'm, yeah. This is a new hypothetical. Okay. Yes. If one. they took it out, he wouldn't be there. Yeah. And he would start disappearing. Yeah. 
Because there, there'd, no, there'd be no way for him to get back. It would cause a paradox, and then we would destroy the space-time continuum. Great. Yeah. All right, cool. We got a little bit ahead of ourselves, but I just wanted to ask you <laughs> if you thought about that before. Um, basically, load up the tow truck with the DeLorean, and they're all excited. And Doc talks about how he was always wanting to go to the center of the Earth like Jules Verne. It's the first time we. It's the first time we gotten Jules Verne references. And he does it a lot. He does a lot in this he one. It's right? like three times. It's like the chicken it's reference exactly in the second like one. The it chicken. comes back in this one, obviously, but like it, it's just like, oh, you like Jules Verne now? Like we never knew this before, <laughs> but okay, I guess we like Jules Verne. He does it a lot. He even names his kids. Yeah, Jules and Verne. <laughs> we'll get there. Like Jesus. <laughs> um, they load it up and they're all excited. And he's like, oh, I wonder if I should go look myself up, Marty. Like after. Uh, I wonder if, if I ended up in 1885, I wonder if I'm in the Hill Valley history books, you know? And then Marty's like, Doc, and I mean, you always say that we're not supposed to too much, <laughs> know too much about our own destiny. He's like, oh, you're right, Marty. Uh, good thinking, nah. Marty. Like, really, Doc? Like, you didn't even want to keep the letter that <laughs> Marty sent you about the future. Now you want to go see what happened to you in the past? Like, well, technically his future. Technically his future, yeah. Um, he's like, okay, no worries. But, uh, Hey, before we leave, where's Copernicus? Copernicus, where's your, where are you? And he, that's his dog in 1955. We, yeah. we, we did see in the first one. But we didn't know the name. But we didn't know the name. I always thought that was Einstein. A 30, 30-year-old <laughs> dog. And, and then I watched it again. I was like, no way. That dog had to die. <laughs> Is Copernicus, it's Copernicus Einstein's grandfather? Maybe. It's the same breed. Yeah. It's like the same dog. Yeah. Um, but before they can go, the I, Copernicus is standing by a grave. Yep. And the dog knows how to read, apparently, because the grave says literate. <laughs> says Emmett Brown. Maybe it can smell his bones. No, no way. Under. There's no <laughs> way that it would know that he that that was it. Maybe dogs have good smells, good smelling. I know, but not that good. They're not able to smell <laughs> dead people and know this the living person from 80 years ago, whatever it is. Um, but yeah, Copernicus yeah. sees that Emmett Brown's dead. He died September seventh, eighteen eighty five, and Marty freaks out. Marty's like, "Doc, you t- you're a ghost. You died one week after you wrote the letter. How has this even happened? You shot in the back by Buford Tannen over a matter of eighty dollars. Like that's a lot to put on a gravestone, by the way. Yeah. Um, no. It. Oh yeah, it was on the gravestone. Yeah, and it says erected by his lover Clara, and, <laughs> and Marty's like, "Who's Clara? I don't understand." And Doc's like, "I don't know." I don't know. How could this all happen in a week? You know, we got to figure this out. How could I have died after writing this letter one week after it? So now, now the clock is on the ticking clock, as they say. So now we gotta, we gotta get back there and save Doc and save Doc before he gets shot by Buford. Tannen. By Buford Tannen. Uh, they head to the old archives and they look through all the old newspaper clippings and books about the past of Hill Valley, and they find the McFly family. And they find the uh, Buford Mad Dog Tannen. And they also find a picture of Emmett Brown. It's him. It's, it's Emmett Brown. It's not a relative. It's Emmett Brown with the clock tower. Crazy. Isn't that awesome, though? Yeah. Because, like, it's cool. It's that they, super that's cool. That's such a cool picture. Like, <laughs> them them two like, by the clock tower is, like, oh, awesome. That's, that's so cool. Uh, but my, Marty's like, there's no way I'm going to let this happen, Doc. We're, I'm going to go back to 1885, and I'm bringing you home. And it's like, plot. And then it's like, that's the plot. We're going back in time. Here we go. We're going back in time so we can go back to the future. And it's going to be great. Um, And we're only like 15, 20 minutes into the movie at that point. So like, all right, let's go. Yeah, I'm ready for it. Let's do this. We get into it. Uh, They head to the drive in theater. It's probably a few days after that because they probably had to fix all the time machine stuff, right? Yeah, they had to Um, fix the time circuits. Do you think. Do you think Marty, his few days in 1955, like ever went out and was like, hey, hey, Lorraine? (laughs) Oh, hi, Calvin. Hey, George. 
Probably not. He didn't probably didn't want to no. mess up uh him being back again, right? Yeah. What do you think they all thought though? Like he just disappeared the like, one crazy <laughs> night, this crazy kid named Calvin Klein. <laughs> he was there for a week. Gone. Gone. He set him up. I w- that's like mystery. Yeah. That's like I would It's I like would a town legend, it. right? Like yeah. oh this kid named Calvin Klein disappeared. Is it the real Calvin Klein? Like we don't even Did know. He, he he made a new <laughs> genre of music. Yeah, you guys aren't ready for that yet. <laughs> but your kids are going to love it. Yeah, he's a legend. Calvin Klein, the yeah. legend, the local school legend. He had no classes enrolled or anything. No. Had, there's no he records. He just kind of showed up. There's no records of him at the school. <laughs> <laughs> he showed up for a week and then he dipped. <laughs> but yeah, they get back. They're at the uh, the drive-in theater. Doc has all the replacements ready and they have the white tires on now. Uh, Mr. Fusion's all ready sick. to go. I do like the look of this DeLorean. Yeah. I like how it's elevated. Got the suspension. Yeah, and it has like the 1950s like stuff on the front. It's kind of like all just distri- cool. Like, yeah, it's kind of cool. I Sick. like it. it's like the future and the past and the present all mixed together. And it's like oh, it's all combined. It's a time yeah. machine. But Marty shows up in his pink and burgundy and white hat and looks the, stupid. The tassels and he looks so awesome. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and Doc is like, no, have you seen a Western? Of course you look like this. What are you talking about? This is what people wear. And Marty's like, Clint Eastwood didn't wear anything like this. What are you no. talking about, Doc? And he's like, who's Clint Eastwood? <laughs> oh, you haven't heard of him yet. Don't worry about it. Uh, it's like the Ronald Reagan joke from the first exactly. one. Um, but basically, he's like, all right, once you get there, Marty, we're the reason we're out here is because it's all open country, right? You don't want to get back in the past and crash into a tree or something that existed. you know? Exactly. So where you're going. But how does he know there was no trees? there <laughs> he doesn't but he knew that this is all completely open country in the past there's no trees it's desert hopefully you know um and he also says that remember where you're going there are no roads we, yeah where you're going we, we don't, don't need, need roads road. but this time there are there just, are no roads there are no roads know? and you know <laughs> we kind of get the, the we kind of get the brief synopsis of the plot like all right once you get there we gotta hide the delorean in the cave walk back to hill valley Figure out where Doc is. You got you got five days to get there because we're gonna send you back the next day, September second. All right, and you get shot on the seventh. You got five days to load him, locate him, and then bring him back to DeLorean, and then get back to nineteen eighty five. All right, all you gotta solid. do, all you gotta do, Marty, drive eighty eight miles per hour towards the scream, and you get sent back to eighteen eighty five. And Marty's like, Doc, if I go straight towards the, mach- the the screen, I'm gonna crash into the Indians. You know, it's like the art. He's so of, dumb. Of the Indians. Like, he's dumb. He doesn't if think he thinks th- that. He doesn't think fourth dimensionally. Yeah. Because if once he goes 88 miles per hour, he'll be transported back. So he won't even be there. The Indians, but he should know that. The, but he, hang on. Marty is right, though. Oh, I mean, he is right. <laughs> but, like, they wouldn't be. I mean, maybe they would. Don't worry. The Indians won't even be there is what Doc says, right? But, but they are. But they are. Because Marty gets in the DeLorean, goes back. Hi-ho, silver. Hits 88 miles per hour and i like the look of did this you do the sound for this movie did you do the music and the sound effect <laughs> do i do a good sound job exactly like sound it. exactly like it thank you so much yeah, I, I i pride myself on my sound sound abilities with my my mouth you know what i'm saying i, uh, I mean i would and uh they get sent back <laughs> i lost my train of thought here <laughs> he gets sent back to 1885 doesn't crash through the screen of the indians but oh. there's actually indians he there he sees them the literally the, the exact same picture yeah of indians so how did how did they how did that happen <laughs> it's coincidence. Like, such a coincidence right yeah uh he almost crashes right into the indians he's thankfully he's able imagine to imagine what they were thinking the indians 
Yeah. It just appeared out of nowhere, this thing. This metal box. The problem is they're being chased by the not the cavalry. The, yeah. The so what do you think United they're thinking? States. They're like, we're being chased by something, and then some, and then some <laughs> just appears. Shows up. Marty's able I would be scared. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> would you be able to think about it? You'd be on your horse, you know what I mean? You'd just be trying to get away. I'd be like... I mean, they do shoot at it. They like they, there's arrows there's in, arrows in the, the DeLorean, yeah. Um, Marty's able to thankfully get off of the cliff, hide into the cave as the Indians jump over this like cliff thing and jump over him, and then the cavalry. Thank you. <laughs> I feel so immersed right now. Uh, right, you can just hear the movie in the background, right? Uh, so. Thankfully, Marty was able to get away without them questioning him or following him, right? Yeah, they, he was right in front of them. So you think they had to have seen him? They, yeah, they did. So what do you think that they talked about after they, seeing that? Well, they didn't see the car. They saw him because he walked up the hill. Yeah. And then he walked down again. So what do you think? they like? The Calvary and the Indians both saw a DeLorean and or this guy. The Calvary didn't see here. a DeLorean. You don't know that. I, I think I do. They're a little bit behind <laughs> the Indians. They could have seen over the Indians where this car is at, right? I guess. I don't. I don't, I don't know. But uh, I guess Marty is hiding in the cave. So thankfully he got away from it. But unthankfully, there's a bear in the there's cave. There's a bear, and the bear starts to chase Marty because. And oh, also, Marty notices that the fuel line got licked. Uh, is leaking. That's like the most important it ripped, plot yeah. point. And Marty's like, "Oh damn, I ripped the fuel line. It's okay. We'll just go get some gas. It's no big deal." Yep. Marty, what? Do you, really? <laughs> hey, I was saying, I was. There might have been, because they have oil. I didn't know the difference was. You gotta refine it though. I, I didn't mean. know. The... I don't. I don't know. I'm just know gonna throw oil in the gas tank. That's <laughs> yeah. not gonna work out. Why not? <laughs> that's, that's not how cars work. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, he doesn't have time to realize it because the the bear just starts to chase Marty, and I brought up a good point. Hmm. What if the bear was like, Marty, you chicken? <laughs> you yellow Marty? And then Marty would t- not not st- would stop running and be like, "No bear no. calls me Yella. I'll fight this bear to the death." <laughs> he would. He would if the bear started talking. Yeah. Yeah. If it was like Winnie the Pooh, he'd be like, "What are you, chicken, <laughs> Marty? Who <laughs> bother?" Because <laughs> <laughs> like Marty would fight the bear if it called oh, him yeah. chicken. Oh, hundred percent. He would not even. He, he wouldn't would even die. think twice. He'd be like, "I'll die for this for my honor of not being a chicken." Yeah, he has a problem. He does have a problem. He throws his boots behind him, and the bear, thankfully, only wants to eat the boots and not him because bears are terrifying. I know people think that bears are cuddly, like, oh, teddy bears and things like that. No, no, no. They're cute. No, 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 no. <laughs> if you're out in the woods, a bear will eat you while you're alive. Like, it will it will eat you from the nuts up. Like, it, it's, it's nonstop. They're you know cute. I'm, like, no. They're cute. I'm telling you right, I'm telling you right now, <laughs> if you're out in the woods camping, do okay, not. Which, what should I do then? If a bear approaches me. Try to be loud. Loud? Yeah. Try to be bigger than it. Ah! Yeah. Because otherwise, like... I could outrun it. <laughs> no, you can't. They're fast. I'm just built different. Sorry. I can run. No. 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 <laughs> and you can't climb away either because they can climb they after can you. they can climb. Yeah. You're That's done. That's just the scariest like, part. On it, and the, if you try to play dead, oh, the, no, you're done. Like, they'll rip you apart. Their claws are so sharp. I feel like they don't care if you're dead or alive. They don't. They eat you alive. Yeah. They eat your nuts first. Really? Yes. Oh. They eat you while you're screaming. So women are safe. No, they eat them too. <laughs> no. Wow, that's they, crazy. You're done. Yeah. The bear does not care. Bear does not care. No. What about pandas? 
They're cute. Pandas are bears. Yeah, but they're cute. They're not like grizzly bears. I don't. I don't know about pandas. They don't have pandas here in in California. Uh, besides at zoo. zoo. Besides <laughs> zoos. Oh God. Um, Marty runs away from the bear and falls down a cliff and runs into crashes into a fence. Yeah, he crashes into a fence, <laughs> and it's not just any fence. It's the fence of one Seamus McFly. Marty McFly, played I mean, by Michael J. Fox. Michael J. Fox. Is it Maggie? Not Crispin Glover. Not Crispin Glover. Imagine he's if they never used coming, his face again. He's never going back. <laughs> There's a there is a George McFly in this movie at the end. Really? Yeah. How? It's not him. It's just some different. Actor. I know, but like, what is it? It's just it's just his dad's walking out of the house. Like you don't even see. Oh, his is face. it that one shot when they're they're moving away from the door? No, 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 no. It's not. It's not even a shot from an old movie. It's just. Uh, oh. It's just a different actor playing George. That's weird. It's um, weird. It, it's weird. It's weird. Crispin Glover. But and it's also weird that all the McFlies and all their wives are identical. I literally identical. As the years go on, besides George, George is the exception. They have pure genes. They have pure, oh, maybe they're being inbred a little bit. Like they all have the same traits they're all and things. The same exact person. <laughs> but Seamus McFly saves him. Basically, he's like, "Maggie, we got a we got a heart man here." You know, he's got the Irish. I'm not really doing a good Irish accent there. I'm not. He's like, what do I think? I, I no, think you're doing a great I job. No boots or hat, <laughs> Mr. Eastwood. Uh, I, they like look exactly the same. Just Seamus has a mustache. Yeah, and it's, longer hair. I'd be like, yo, it's your, it's your twin. Yeah, it's like your brother or something, person. right? Yeah. Um, we get the recreation of the scene though. Mom, mom, is that you? And like, there, there now. You've been asleep for almost eight hours now. Whatever. Eight hours is a long time. That's normal for a night, right? Well, he just passed out. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know how long he's been asleep, but it's nighttime <laughs> when he wakes up. Uh, and then he's like, oh, I had a dream. I was in, in the past. I had the dream I was in the future. And then I had a dream I was in the Western, you know, there back you in all the movies. Like, well, you're safe and sound now here at the old McFly farm. Like, oh, McFly farm. McFly farm. And we get introduced to Marty's ancestors. Woo! And we also see William Shaw McFly, the first of his family to be born in America, the baby. Is that see, his grandfather? It's his great grandfather, yeah. Wait, the baby's his great grandfather? Yeah. Oh. Because I feel like it's only 100 years ago. So yeah. Like... His great grandfather. If you, have, you probably have a kid like every 20, 30 years. Mm-hmm. I was thinking the baby was his actual grandfather. It's George's grandfather. Okay. So. Makes sense. Yeah. Um. Right? That's how that works, right? I was thinking. Yeah, because I was thinking about it, 50s Marty, not 80s Marty. Yeah, okay. so it's George's grandfather. Yeah. Yeah. I can get behind um, that. So you have Seamus McFly, Maggie McFly, and then the baby William, William McFly. All right. That's a um, cute family. And what do you think of them? Like, what do you make of Marty's ancestors? Because it's the first time in the series you've really seen someone else in They're the family nice. other than, like, his immediate kids and his and his parents. They're nicer than the other, than his kids. Than, than uh, Mc, Marty than McFly 2015 Jr. 2015 Marty. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're they're very hospitable. Very Seamus hospitable. very much is. You get they give him water. They let him eat dinner with there. They let him stay the night. He gives him a hat. <laughs> it's just like he's very hospitable. Yeah, I like them. I like them too, and it's really cool seeing Michael J. Fox interact with himself. Yeah, this movie comes out in 1990. That's not really something that was happening a lot. No, you it's... know the same actor in the same like the same shot, like yeah, talking, about love... interacting, handing things over to him, and him grabbing it as well. It's like, wow, and it really looks, cool how they do it. It looks good. Seamless, yeah. Yeah. I mean, anybody, any kid can do that now. And what, 1990 was, oh, my God, it was 30 years ago. It was 30 years ago. Oh, my gosh. 30 years. I feel so old. 
You weren't even alive in 1990. When you think 30 years ago, you're like, oh, yeah, 30 years yeah, ago, yeah, 1970. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, 1990. And you were almost born. Yeah, and when you think 40 years ago, you're like, oh, 1960. And, and like, no, that's 1980 was 40 years ago. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. This is insane. Yeah, that's just how I feel 10 years ago. 2010? 10 years ago? What? No way. It still feels like 2010. It, I wish it was. <laughs> That's why they don't go to 2020. Yeah. You go to 2015. Um, but yeah, I like them interacting with each other, and we also get it like, oh, you're the first in my family to be born in America. Oh, and you peed on me. Oh. Can you imagine what would happen if Marty picked up uh, uh, Joey? Oh, so you're my Uncle Joey. <laughs> You're very used to these bars, kid. <laughs> very used to these bars. But I guess that's not the McFly side. That's the that's the Lorraine side. That's Lorraine side. Yeah. Whatever her name was. Bates. Oh yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Good job. Don't judge. Me. Don't <laughs> you dare question my Back of Future knowledge. You know, it's like I, my Back of Future knowledge is superb. Um, but yeah, they're really nice to him, and he's like, "Oh, wait, I got a feeling it's the right thing to help him. Look, look, look at him. William never takes to strangers, and he loves Marty." And it's like, "Yeah, well, one, he looks just like the dad." And he's a McFly. So, like, of course he's going to like him, right? I mean, of course he looks just probably like him. Thought it was probably thought it was a Seamus, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, Marty heads into the town the next day, and we get to see the Hill Valley transition of Hill Valley. Not, not 1955, not, not 85. 85 not 2015. Not 2015. 1885. 1885. We've seen Hill Valley in four different time periods. Five if you count alternate 1885. Wow. Yeah. It's crazy. It's really crazy, right? It's crazy how much it jumps around. It's, I, I love it. I love how it all takes place in the same town, and you see yeah. it take through different times, periods, and things. It's so fun. It's so fun. Also, keep in mind, uh, Hill Valley, most of this movie was filmed. I, I don't know if Hill Valley was, but most of the movie was, especially with like, the train stuff, was filmed up the hill from here in Jamestown, California. Jamestown, California. How yeah. far is that? Two uh, and a half hours? No. <laughs> Shorter than that? Yeah, it's like... Two? 40 minutes? 30, oh, 40 really? Minutes? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. We can go up there at some point. Let's yeah, go. And you can right see, now. And you can see, like, the train. You can see, like, the train stuff and everything. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, uh, okay. So, that's our little claim to flame here, that we, we're close to the we Back to the Future 3. We live right next to Back we're, to the we're, Future we're back 3. To, we're right next to Hill Valley, honestly. <laughs> right? Yeah, because <laughs> if it is in Jamestown... It, 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 technically, yeah, it would have to play place there, because, like, you know, up in that area. Unless it's in L.A., because it's universal. It's not... Because, <laughs> they, I think they mentioned that it's like a... Uh, it's like it was like a gold rush town or something like yeah. that. Yeah. So they mentioned something like that in the other ones. Back in the whatever, whenever at some point in the background they mention it. Um but it's cool seeing Hill Valley all old and you you're making a sense of like, oh it's so dirty. You know? <laughs> it's just a, it's just it's so dirty back then, you know? And it's very much like it's cool seeing like the construction of the clock tower. Yeah. And there's like a bunch of like the horse manure wagon, the A. Jones wagon, whatever that Biff crashes into in the fifties, you know, and the saloon is in the same spot geographically as the cafe was and the cafe eighties was. Yeah. So it's kind of cool seeing how it all like, you just pointed that out built. to me. I was like, Whoa, that's cool. Yeah. It is. And all the scenes take place. Like when he's like, Oh, I'm what's your name? Like, Hey, Hey, hey fly, you know? Yeah. And it all takes place in the same spot. And it's like, oh, how's it so, so cool. great how they did that, you know? Um, so he has to the, he has to the saloon. He gets himself poured a whiskey. He's like, you want water, better dunk your head in the horse trough out there. We don't serve water in the saloon. So they serve whiskey to him, and it steams, and it's, like, smoky. And it's yeah, like, why is it steam? I was guessing, like, well, maybe it's cold, so cold, and it's out now it's hot now. But I'm like, they don't have a refrigerator, so I don't know how yeah, is it's it. It's not cold. How is it cold? I don't understand. Um, before he can really answer, he's like, hey, I'm looking for the blacksmith, you know. And 
Uh, here come, here, he here comes. comes Buford Mad Dog Tannen. Hey, McFly. And he's like, oh, you're not Seamus McFly. You look like him, though. Like, Yeah, he, he does. He literally is Seamus McFly without the mustache. What he's do you just mean? shaved. He literally just shaved. Like, he's exactly the same. <laughs> what do you mean, Mad Dog Tannen? Like, he looks exactly the same. And in terms of the Tannens, Mad Dog is, is, is probably the scariest one, right? Yeah, he's definitely the most successful tannin and doing his and <laughs> his no, mcfly no. biff biff tannin in, in 1985 alternate is the most successful okay, okay no i'm talking about in in terrorizing mcflies <laughs> i think buford does the best is he does he really ter- he, we don't really ever see him terrorize seamus though because seamus keeps himself he's out in the country he's a good guy yeah <laughs> well bi- well Maybe because Buford's like, I told you never to come in here again. And maybe and he never, never came back. He's like, I'm never going to Hill Valley again. That's fine by me. Yeah. But in terms of the bullies, I think uh, in terms of the McFly bullies, probably Biff, Biff is probably the biggest in terms of – because he bullies George all the time. All the, yeah. Yeah. There's no getting away from Biff. Yeah. Biff is everywhere. I think But that... Buford is scarier because he can shoot. <laughs> Buford, Buford looks the most different. Like the makeup – crew did a very good job with yeah because he's got like, all black hair he's got the, yeah. the mustache and beard kind of so it doesn't even really it looks like him but like as a kid i didn't connect it yeah beaver's got a good look though he's got a really cool look yeah if, if you're playing red dead redemption you're like i want that <laughs> i want that outfit you know if i'm playing my evil guy um and there's really you can't really get away from him because he's got guns it's not like i'm the, I'm the bully character gonna beat you up yeah no, and he's gonna kill you he's gonna kill you and like yeah, Biff's a rapist, right? Let's let's just get <laughs> let's just get that out there now. Biff's a rapist, but this guy is probably gonna rape you and then cheat you in the skull. Yeah, because he's he's going he's getting really intimate with Clara. Oh, really? Yeah, he's like, oh, I bet you there's something you could do worth eighty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> like, so in terms of the most scary tans, it's probably Buford. Right? Oh, yeah. oh yeah, and and Marty, this is the first tan that Marty's not even able to get away from. No, he could, he's about because to... yeah because Marty's like he pulls out the gun and starts shooting at Marty's feet. Yeah, he's gonna get killed by Buford. Yeah, Buford was gonna kill him. And he's like, "You're a bad dog, Tannen." He's like, "A mad dog. I hate that name. Nobody calls him Mad Dog Eastwood." Oh, that's right, because Marty calls himself Clint Eastwood in this in the time he goes back in time and he's like, "What's your name?" He's like, "Uh, Marty. Uh, I mean." Eastwood, Clint Eastwood. Like he always get, like <laughs> Marty. You gotta be a little bit faster on that I know. name thing. It's like I mean, I get I get that this all happens within it's a natural. Like, this all happens within like a week of itself, right? He has no yeah. time to like practice it. But Marty tries to get out of the way and he starts dancing to Billy James. Not, he starts not, moonwalking. Starts moonwalking, going like, and no one knows what he's doing. Like, oh, what are you doing? Like, how is this happening? And he steps on the thing and the spittoon falls and hits on Buford. Oh. And, disgusting all the tobacco and everything like hey, yeah. I, I can't even imagine living back then yeah, it's just gross and just spitting everywhere this is gross <laughs> like to- tobacco no clean like, water no clean water nothing like i can't imagine just it. dirty <laughs> like people are always saying like i we gotta go back in time it's better back then i mean i would it would be fun to visit yeah i'd, I'd like to i'd like to visit maybe for a little bit an hour yeah <laughs> <laughs> just to see just not get killed like westworld scenario you know he runs out of the saloon. Runs out of the saloon. He's able to get away because the Buford, you know, is trying to shoot him. Um, Marty's not able to get far though, because no. like we're used to Marty, like knowing what to do and, and stealing like, the skateboard. and stealing skateboards and hoverboards and things like that and getting away and then uh, getting their comeuppance, you know, in this scene, you know. But this not so much in the old west because the uh, 
There are no children. The Buford's gang, Mad Dog gang, is has their guns and their horses, and they rope down Marty easily. Like they literally, like la- they lasso him like that, drag him by their horses behind them as he's like getting pulled in the dirt. Like it's not looking good for Marty. Like this is no joke now. Yeah, it's no joke, Marty. Like, this is life or death. This is literally as they go and pull him to the courthouse. Like we got a new courthouse. High time we had a hanging. <laughs> And they actually, like, hang him. They actually, yeah, they, they string him up. Yeah. And Marty's, like, choking out. And he's, like, oh, look at him swing. Look at him go. And, they're, <laughs> like, there's no one there to help him. There's no law. There's no 3D there's glasses. No sh- there's no sheriff. You know, it's dark. This, this is, is it. A- like, this is it, Marty. Uh, thankfully, we see the great reveal Boots. of Doc Brown with the trench coat. He looks got, so cool. He's got the long rifle with the telescope. With the, uh, what's it called? Not t- It's not Scope. a telescope. Just a scope, because it looks like a like a eyeglass that you use for pirates, like on ships, like you know. Yeah, but he has that attached to like his rifle and puts it up. He's like, "Oh, I can shoot the flea off a of yards back at five hundred yards, Tana, and it's pointing straight at your head." Woo! And he's like, "All right, I like this doc. Doc's back. I like, this right. doc. I like doc. Has a gun, shooting, taking action. Here we go. Let's do this." He shoots down Marty, and we get the sense we finally figure out how he died, right? Because Buford's like, "You owe me money, Blacksmith." Set. That's five dollars for the blah 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 and 75 for the horse whiskey because oh, five dollars doc made some horseshoes for his old horse and the horse threw him off which ruined a whiskey bottle that he had bought and i guess it broke and then uh. and then doc then buford shot the horse <laughs> after it threw him off <laughs> and so now doc brown owes him for that $75 for the horse and $5 for the whiskey. $80. And that's the $80 that he got shot over. And, and Mar- Doc's like, if your horse threw a shoe, bring him back. I'll reshoe him. And he's like, I shot that horse. <laughs> he's he's like, crazy. He's like, that's your problem then, Tan. And I, like, I'm not going to pay you $80, you know. I would never shoot my horse. You need to, though. It's good. <laughs> Horseshoes are good, yeah. It's we- I always wondered that, right? Because like, apparently it's good for horses to have horseshoes, right? Yeah. But... When you see people putting horseshoes on, it's like nails. Like they get yeah, ding, ding I've, into the hooves. I've seen a video. Yeah. It was like, ugh. Like, that can't be... Like, there's no way that feels but good. Maybe it does. It's like those masks for horses that they put on their faces, and it covers them from, like, flies and things. Oh, yeah? But it looks like they can't breathe in it, and I was like, can they even see or breathe in that thing? Like, like I know I'm not a horse expert, and I know they can't really <laughs> talk to us, but I'm like, that can't be comfortable for them. Maybe they're... Um feet are like so thick hooves that, yeah they're <laughs> i thought you're gonna call it like paws you're like maybe they're, their paws are like this or like what? their hooves maybe they're like they can't feel it they're very thick or something maybe like but how do we know we don't know like hair i know but we do i can feel my hair you well, mess with my hair i'm gonna feel it. you start putting a nail in my hair i'm gonna feel you don't it. know well no the only way you feel your hair is because you feel your fingertips not true no, very true. I can feel I can feel me messing with my hair right now. I'm not pulling I, it. I'm just I touching it. I can't. I can I mean, I can feel it only on my fingers. I'm very sensitive. <laughs> Someone said that's a plus. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> off that tangent of fingers and hair. Yeah. Let's get back into the movie. Doc Brown shoots down Marty. Off the hanging. Off the hanging. And he's like, Marty, the, the Biff Tannen's gang, they run off. They leave. Like, Marty, I told you never to come back here and to get me. He's like, Doc, I, ha- I had to come. He's like, Marty, what are you doing dressed like that? You know, you're likely to get shot He's like, or hanged. <laughs> who, who dressed you up in that? You. <laughs> you, <laughs> you did. did. <laughs> you did. Uh, they head back to his, like, 
blacksmith shop, his lab, you know, his Wild West lab. He's like, what? Shot in the back by Buford Tannen? That's, a, that's this Monday. He's like, yeah, Doc, that's why I came back. He's like, all right, let's, we, we got to get back. Let's he, just leave. We got to leave, Doc. Let's He's do like, all right. Um, oh, before we go, he, like I think they have some small talk about like the the refrigerator or whatever. They had like the refrigerator that he's making iced tea with. Yeah. And he's like, it's kind of cool that he has this giant gizmo. It's just, just making like two one, ice cubes. One ice cube, yeah. And it's like a brown ice cube. And yes, he's like, oh, gross. ice tea, that's cool. Um, <laughs> but Marty's like, all right. He's like, all right, let's get going back to the future. He's like, oh, yeah, uh, Doc, before we go, we got to go get some gas real quick. He's like, we're out of gas. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, it's all right. We got Mr. Fusion, though. We're it's, fine. He's like, like, no, the, the, the Mr. Fusion only powers the time circuits. But the car takes regular the gasoline. The car itself runs on ordinary gasoline. It always has. And it is kind of cool that we have, like, a dilemma now for this that doesn't rely on crazy science mumbo-jumbo. Like, yeah. We doesn't rely on powering the time circuits or going back in time and it's fixing. It's just gas. It's, it's just gasoline. Like, that's all we need. But we're stuck somewhere where there is no gas. Which is awesome. It's kind of a cool, like, little concept, you know? Yes. Um. So, like, how are we going to – what are we going to do? we got to figure out a way to get us into the future. So they devise like plans, like oh maybe we can get we can pull it, like we horses can pull it to eighty miles an hour. No, only like twenty miles an hour. Yeah, they don't they don't get very fast in the, the carriage of horses. Like you can have a million horses, they're not gonna run that fast, you know. No. Uh, they get the strongest stuff from the from the uh the bar and like oh the bartender says the strongest stuff they got, and explodes the engine like <laughs> they ruin like they can't figure out what to do. Right? He's like oh it's gonna take you a month to rebuild it. He's like doc a month you, you get shot on you get shot on Monday. He's like I know I know I know. Uh. So they devise a way, like, what if we could push it to 88 miles an hour? Ooh, ooh. I do want to bring up, though, it's a really cool visual of, like, the, the DeLorean getting pulled by horses. Yeah. Like a horse-drawn carriage. Like, like that's it. a really cool like, <laughs> idea. Um, they head to the train station and go talk to the conductor, the train conductor. Um, point I wanted to throw out here, just a little tangent. Mm-hmm. I hate trains now. Why do you? Oh, okay. I absolutely I, I... hate trains. Like when I was a, a kid, like a little baby, you know, like young, young, young child, I was obsessed with trains. I love Thomas the Tank Thomas. Engine, Train Museum. Give me all the trains you can. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't even into like, you know how some kid, some kids are like, I like trucks. I like this. Like, I was into trains, and that's it. Like, stop. Like, full stop. Like, <laughs> and dinosaurs. Trains and dinosaurs, and like, I'm good. I'm set. If you had a dinosaur train, that's even better. You know. Well, that, was, that was a show. <laughs> that was a show in my childhood. Wait, what? Yeah. The dinosaur train. What, what happened on the dinosaur train? I don't remember. Did I was I born in the wrong century? Like, should yeah. I? Have... <laughs> you should have been born in two thousand. Ah, I'm a, I'm a millennial. We, we had the dinosaur train, and then there was like, um, crap. It was some. There was some other train show with dinosaurs. I think, or it might have not been with dinosaurs. Man, but well, we had the dinosaur train. Where was this first. show when I was a kid? <laughs> I was just watching Thomas the Tank Engine. No, no, dinosaur train had. There was dinosaurs on a train. What did they do? I don't remember. They went around. You're killing me here. <laughs> you can look it up. But, like, no, it was, Dino- I remember watching it a few times. Dinosaur Train. Yeah, Dinosaur Train. They, and then there's, like. Did they ride the train? Did dinosaur they, Choo-Choo Was or the train a dinosaur? No, the train was a train. But the dinosaurs were on the train. Yeah, I believe. Okay. I've, I only watched it a few times. I don't I don't really remember it. Okay. But I remember Dinosaur You're, you're killing me here. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> so, back to my point. I used to love trains. But when I got my apartment, I was literally right across the street from the train tracks, and I'm not I'm not kidding you. Every day and every <laughs> night, 
these trains would go by and they had like stops by the train track like all along the street like they had like you know the crosswalk the cross uh the, the train the train crossroads yeah. whatever like literally every other street so where people could cross over it so all the time <laughs> the, the train would blow its horn and blow its whistle all the time to let people know hey don't cross you know because that, that's what they're supposed to do mm-hmm. it wouldn't matter if it's 1 p.m or 1 a.m <laughs> they were blowing that whistle no matter what doesn't matter who's sleeping doesn't matter who's on the tracks doesn't matter it sounded like a boat like it was like it was awful like it, they were they would just all day all night like all the time and i had to sleep with my window open because there's no air in my room so i had to wow. get some breeze in there yeah. So I literally had to have it even louder because it shook the house. That's how much like, it was so <laughs> loud. And my roommate, Julian, at the time, he's been on the podcast before. Many times. Falling asleep, falls asleep fine. He's narcoleptic. Like he, he would sleep through it no problem. He's like, I didn't even notice it after the first week. <laughs> Me, however many years we were there, two years, every night I would just lay there, the eyes beat open, just poof, as the train was going. Shaking the house. I would just put on like earbuds. It didn't matter. It it didn't matter. I I feel like I could fall asleep easily. Like I I fall asleep um pretty easily. I mean it takes me a while, but like once I'm asleep, I'm asleep. No, I I I I don't sleep. I have such a hard time sleeping. But I but the thing is, I I have to listen to like something like do you listen like, to the sound of trains lulling you to yes, sleep yes that's my aesthetic it's just trains <laughs> is it the dinosaur train like dinosaur roaring <laughs> <laughs> no I, velociraptor. I had to listen to like music or like a podcast or something did it blow it's, your mind off yeah just it makes it so much faster the, uh, the no. um what do you call it the relaxing eyes no rem uh, I don't remember. I, I just completely drew a blank on a basic English word, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Where were we? Sorry, I got distracted by my. So basically, what the I'm train. saying. What I'm saying is now I hate trains. I love trains. I I like old trains. So anytime I can see a train getting PTSD. blown up, getting anything else like ruined, you know, I'm all for it. You know, I'm ready. I, let get those things off the track. I'm done. You know, I'm I'm just I'm done with it. You know, five year old Connor would be. Like, you don't like trains? Yeah, however, however I, talk. Talk. I, I probably talked exactly like this, to be honest with you. My voice is so high. But no, not a fan <laughs> of trains. So anyway, they're talking to the conductor. Conductor's like, oh, 80 miles an hour. I don't know if we can get up that fast. I mean, maybe if you had no cars behind you and you got the engine really hot, like hotter than the blazes of hell itself, then yeah, maybe you can get up to 90 miles an hour. He's like, okay, Vardy, we got a plan. The next train comes in through here when? Monday. Monday at 8 a.m. Which is the day. The day that... Like, th- almost the exact time. We don't know the time, but yeah. We'll, okay. Monday's the day. Monday's the day, and you better get out of there. Yeah. Fast. You better get out of there, because that's the day that Doc is supposedly dies. She gets shot in the back by Buford Tannen, right? So they're like, okay, Marty, here's the plan. If we hijack this, this train, and if we are able to take the train, go on this opposite track... Lead it down this opposite track. Put the DeLorean on the train track. Push the DeLorean at 90 miles an hour somehow. And we get there. We can get to the future. 1985. Pushing the DeLorean. Crazy. Yeah. And he's like, oh, this 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 track that's not finished yet. No one's working on it. It's called, it, over, it goes over Clayton Ravine. So we can we can figure this out. Like, and they go out, they go out and see like, oh, Doc, the, the track's not even finished yet. If we, 
we go down this track, we're just going to get we're just going to fall off. There's no way. It'll take another year. Yeah, it's going to take another year to be built. But we only like, have a weekend and he's like, or whatever. Marty, you're not thinking fourth dimensionally. The track will be finished in 1985. So we'll be able to go over it no problem. As long as we hit 88 before the very possible end of this track, we'll be fine. Like, like talk about stress. He's like, I have a real problem about that. Like, every, every, single, t- like, every single time that they're t- going to the future – it's it's like, always too stressful. It's like the like the if you have one miscalculation of timing, You're, it's all over. Yeah, and they they keep adding up and building up the suspense of it, which I kind of love. But also be like, I'd be so stressed out. And I was Marty, like, why does it have to always be cutting it so close? <laughs> it's always just oh my god. Um, this time it's like death though. Yeah, this time it's really serious. Like other times, it's like oh, it is kind of death because you're stuck in the past or whatever. Yeah, but you can still do stuff. But you still like live your life. This one, like no, this is serious. Like you're done. Like if you you're going over that ravine and crashing. You're done. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, while they're kind of talking about it though, they see that this horse-drawn carriage is going oh! crazy, and we see this woman and like ah, help me. And great they, Scott. They, yeah, Great Scott. We gotta go after. Her. We gotta save this woman. We don't know who it is. They eventually get to her and like have her jump to their horse and Doc. Love at first sight. Aww. He cannot. He cannot go, go over this woman because, as as she jumps over to him, the horses like get detached from the carriage, and the whole carriage itself, the wagon, falls off this cliff. Everything is destroyed. Keep that in mind <laughs> as we're going. Up. Like the entire wagon is done. Like we see everything go, like spreading out everywhere. Right. Yeah. Uh, we find out her name is Clara Clayton. Clara, beloved Clara, who. Yep, and Clayton. Clayton Ravine. Yes. Much. It used to be called Clayton Ravine. And it's like, why is it used to be called Clayton Ravine? Oh, no. It got named after a teacher who fell in the ravine. Oh, no. no. We changed time. Again. Again. But Doc, seemingly not caring less at this point, though. Because Doc is completely just, hello, anybody home? Like, he's infatuated with Clara. What do you make of Clara? She's cool. She's a good match for Doc. They have they have good chemistry. She's a school teacher, and she's very much into science. Who is that act actress? Oh, she's the mom in Elf. She is the mom and in and Elf. And Step Brothers. Yes, and in Step Brothers, she is played by Mary Steenburgen. Okay, cool. But she's great. I like. Clara. I love her. She. I mean, I. It's kind of nice seeing Doc with a love interest. Yeah, we've never seen. This we've never before. seen. We've anything never seen like this that side before. of Doc. No, never. And he's completely infatuated. And he's completely like, oh, uh, I'm a student of all sciences. And I I love all this science stuff. Like, you, And Jules Verne. And Jules Verne. Yeah, just keep that in mind. <laughs> um, and then Claire's like, I'm just, I'm kind of glad that this, that I almost died today because maybe I would never have met you. And uh, he's like, oh. Uh, I'm well, sure they would have met because they were going to meet the next day. Of what the mayor said. Yes, because the mayor came by earlier in the movie and was like, oh, make sure you go pick up the new teacher at the train station or whatever. Yeah. But the train station, we find out, is in town. You just got to mosey down there and... No, because the, Marty, follow, Marty follows the train tracks <laughs> to town, and they also steal the train. They see the train leaving from town. Yeah. So where was she getting off at? In town. They got a mosey there. In is it, is the schoolhouse, like, super far away? Like Maybe. I don't understand. Like, how far away is this that she can't even Just handle a little it? Also, keep in mind, company. how irresponsible was the town originally? Because without Doc Brown being there, she would falls into the ravine. No one's there to pick her up. Yeah. Doc's oh, the... that's true, because she would have died anyway. Yeah, she would have died unless Doc was there to save her. Yeah. Well, I mean, 
she she why would she be tr- picked up at the train station? I don't think she was getting tr- picked up at the train station. Well, they, I think the mayor says something like, "Oh, you remember when you volunteered to go meet with the?" I don't think it was at the train station though, because she was taking us horse-drawn carriage. I know. But where was he meeting her though? I don't know. You're because, the one with and, the movie. And, 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 <laughs> and Doc, Doc's the only one who volunteered though. Like, how bad is this town? Like, no, we're not gonna meet the new school teacher. <laughs> Fuck her. <laughs> But they do mention, like, oh, they, as Marty and Doc are leaving, he's just like, oh, got named after a teacher, and oh, you saved her, and Doc is like, I never should have invented that infernal machine. Like, Yeah. He it's just created so much problems. It's created so much Just problems. for like, everyone. For everyone. The entire movie had been created because of Doc's incompetence with this machine and not saving Jennifer and everything else. And oh, yeah, Marty does bring up Jennifer at this point. He's like, oh. oh Jen- <laughs> he's like, Jennifer, how do we, we just, left, how do we, we leave her, her there? <laughs> He's like, don't worry, Marty. She'll be fine. Like, yeah, Marty. How, how could you just leave I mean, her there? She'll be fine. Like, maybe not right now. She's not fine. But like, when you go back, she'll be fine. If you go back, this is like an alternate. She's in an alternate thing right now. Yeah. Maybe she's not fine. We but don't once know. you go there and you you pick her up, because once she'll we fix the t- once we fix the timeline, then we don't go back to the alternate nineteen eighty five. Then we wouldn't go back to the alt to the nineteen fifty five. Yep. Right. I don't know what you mean. But yep. Okay, so, <laughs> all right. I just thought of another thing here. Okay, go. Marty, Marty, Doc, and Jennifer from the first movie in, in 1985 go to 2015 to save their kids. They do. Right. They go back to 1985 after they go back from 2015 because Biff stole the, the book. Yeah, they go to 1985. Yes. And then once the timeline has been fixed, though, they would have no reason to go. Back to 1955. From 1985, from the alternate 1985. Because the, but they didn't. Because they're in alternate 1985 after Biff steals the time machine. But then they go back, fix it, so Biff cannot have the almanac anymore. Yeah. So they didn't go in back that to- timeline. In that timeline, going forward, the past, they, they'll never go back to an alternate one again for them to go even back further. I'm confused. <laughs> I'm having a hard time explaining it. Yeah. Um, so they drop they they go back to 1985 and drop Jennifer off and the bars are on the windows, right? Yes. But it's alternate 1885 because mm-hmm. Biff went back in time. So they go back and they fix it, right? In 1955, they, they go back to 1955 it. and fix it. Yes. But with the timeline being fixed, Biff never goes back. Like it because like once once they fix the timeline. Them in the future, them in the, in the future in 2015 would never have to go back to an alternate 1985. No, because that would no longer exist. Yeah. So then they, the alternate 1985, Marty and Doc would never go back to the, to, to uh, 1955. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe it's too the it's, time when it makes sense. So Jennifer would is, never. We're still in two different timelines. I, I don't guess. understand. Like I, I just thought of this now. I'm like, oh, great, Scott. How's this going to work? This is just more. It's just so confusing, Doc. Yeah. Doc, I'm with you, and I don't even understand it. Marty says something like that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, we now we get to the part after he's like, "All right, we got to go back. We're scientists. We got to go figure this out." Uh, they make the diorama. He's like, "Don't worry, Marty. I didn't have time to make it to paint it or to build the scale, whatever." It, <laughs> looks, like, it, it looks great. It looks so good. It looks like Splash Mountain. Yeah, it does. It does kind of. It has like, <laughs> it, and it is painted. This one, this one is painted. Yeah, it's like wood and everything else. It has like a little waterfall. Like it's like it did so well. Um. We're going to steal a train. We're going to uncouple the train from the rest of the train. We're going to go to the switch track. 
how to switch track, switch to the, the abandoned track, get to the DeLorean, push the DeLorean to 90 miles an hour right before the train explodes or goes over the, the side. Yeah. And he's like, all right, Doc, that, that's the this plan. This is crazy. It's the craziest plan. Is there not another stretch of road? Is there no way else we can do this? <laughs> I thought of another way we can do this, though. How? If we switch to DeLoreans. Could you? If you switch the DeLoreans? Could you switch to DeLoreans? Because there's, there's two DeLoreans technically in 1885. Yeah, I was just talking about this a while ago. If you, if you, move, if you move the one that was in the cave, then the one that Marty came in was gone. True. And collapse on itself. The continuum. Well, I just talked about that's this. true, but what if you what if you just switched them? You did nothing else if you just switched them. Uh, what's the point? Or if you use the fuel line from the no, other? No, because if you if you move it at all. But what if you just grab the fuel line? Because Doc can fix it in 1955. That's a good question. Like, what if you just move that out and? Because he doesn't have the gasoline in there. Remember? Oh yeah, that's true. There's no gas. You're right. You're right. <laughs> okay, forget what I said then. Forget it. Um. But before they can, after they finish their little experiment, like, oh, piece of cake, we're gonna figure this out, no problem, Doc, no problem, Marty. Uh, Clara shows up. She's like, I wonder if you can repair my telescope for me. Mm, great. Remember when I said <laughs> that everything got thrown off? No, she had her one piece of luggage, her telescope. But there's no way that she th- did. It must have been in her hand or something. <laughs> <laughs> everything got destroyed because she's like, oh, in the crash, it got misaligned or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. We're getting too deep into it, but that's what we do on the podcast, you know? We backtrack too much. Backtrack to the future? (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, they they all flirt, and he's like, oh, I wonder if you can fix my telescope for me. And he's like, oh, I'll have it for you ready tonight. And he's like, oh, you're going to miss the festival. festival, come on. And we're like, what festival? Like, this is the first time us as an audience have even heard of a festival, but apparently there's a festival tonight, okay, for the new Hill Valley Courthouse. Um, but Doc is able to fix that. On top of fixing the DeLorean, he fixes the telescope and gets it ready by the night and has time to go to the He's festival. He's awesome. He's able to do everything. And He's also, it's so ir- irresponsible. <laughs> at the same time. It's, it's just... the same time. Anyway, moving on. You know, they're at the festival... And it's kind of cool to see the the clock tower is now being erected. Hopefully, this clock tower stands for all time, you know. And, and it will. Get ready. Five, four, three, two, one. Click. And it starts the time. That, and the clock tower is now been fixed, and they're like Woo. looking on it. It's like, wow, it's kind of destiny that we're here to witness this, Marty. And it's like, yeah, it really is. I really like it. I yeah. I don't know what it is, but I like them like seeing the clock tower when it breaks, and then seeing them when it began. And it's kind of cool to see. Yeah, it's awesome. Marty sees like there's doing like there's like a gun shooting salesman thing. guy, and he's the guy that's in ba- uh, Blazing Saddles. Oh, what what is he? He's the guy who's like, oh come on, you're acting like it's 120 degrees, <laughs> can't be more than 114 or whatever. He's like he's he's in a lot of like western okay. stuff, and he's really funny. I like him a lot. I don't know his name, um, but he's like selling like the the peacemaker, the cult peacemaker or whatever. And Marty's like, hey Doc, look at this guy. And he's like, what Doc? But Doc's been busy on his own because Clara's there. He's like, hey, Clara, how's it going? She's like, oh, do you want to you care to dance? She's like, I'd love to. Like, <laughs> Clara, all right, coming on strong here. But they're off dancing like, da-da-da-da-da. ZZ Top. And we see ZZ Top there. They spin the guitars around, the drums around. Yeah, they're they're entertaining. They're entertaining. It's cool. You don't even realize it's them. <laughs> no. 
We never got to see Huey Lewis play. Huh? In the first one. We oh, never no. see Huey Lewis play. We just got to see them. Uh, Cameo. Like, I'm afraid just too darn loud. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it is cool to see Marty basically doing the wild gunman thing, but now in the past. Yeah. Because the game is like, hey, son, I told you a baby can handle this weapon. Surely you're <laughs> you're, you're, or you're not a chicken, you know? You're you not a baby. You have to use your toy? You have to use your hands? It's <laughs> Vegas toy. <laughs> but Marty's good with the gun. And he's like... Oh, he's, he's great. He's fantastic. For never using one? Yeah. Well, he's young, he's doing wild gunman. Why not? Uh, and he's like, where'd you learn to shoot like that? He's like, oh, 7-Eleven. <laughs> uh, but before the celebrations can continue, Buford Mad Dog up. Tannen shows up. Ugh. That's right. Ruins the fun. He's Party here to ruin Cooper. the fun. Yeah, and he's like, oh, I'm going to have to ask you to check your firearms before coming into the town, boys. And then we see the marshal, Mr. Strickland. Mr. Strickland. <laughs> Dog, it's weird. It's so cool. I like how yeah. Mr. Strickland is not only the principal for 1955, or the is he the principal or... Yeah, he's a principal. Okay, principal from 1955 to 1985 at least. Like he's the principal that whole time. Yeah. He's also his ancestor is Mr. Strickland, the sh- the marshal. Marshal. Who has like a shotgun and then we see him like with his son and he's like, <laughs> "Don't worry, son, never give him an inch. Discipline." <laughs> <laughs> I love how that all it all connects, you know? I, yeah. Uh but the Tannen gang puts checks their firearms like, "Don't worry, marshal, this is a party. We're happy to check them in." Uh, I think the marshal says something like, the only party I'm smiling at, Tan, is the one that sees you at the end of a rope. <laughs> slacker. Does he ever say, he doesn't say, I wish he said slacker. Yeah. That'd be I mean, so great. It's not really slang back then. That, that's true. We get to some slang parts here in the, in, in the, uh, in the scene that I want to talk to you about. Um, but as Buford shows up, he's like, all right, I got a gun. I'm here. I'm going to bury it in the back of this smithy's neck you know and it took him three it took him three whole days to die last time (laughs) oh no so he probably got shot three days like on that saturday and bled out for three days until he died on that monday who doc like and originally before marty came back because he's like oh last time i shot someone it took him three whole days to die that's a long time yeah so it's like oh man so doc actually did die on this day if if marty never came back Uh, okay isn't that crazy yeah um Marty though is talking with his uh his ancestors and uh he's like oh Mr. Eastwood we're happy to see you and they're they're there they're there having a good time with the baby you know they're here to celebrate they the brought the baby yeah that William Miggs there well, who's gonna watch him I don't know it's the 1800s leave him leave him <laughs> by himself <laughs> by himself with the, with the bear uh no there's no way you're not leaving the baby come on now okay Maggie I got supper uh. <laughs> Marty has some great slang lines though. He's like, "Oh, hey, look, frisbee, far out." You know, because he has like the frisbee, he has like the frisbee pie plate, whatever he's looking at. It's like, "Oh, far out, that's cool." But like, what? What, what? It was right in front of him. Why far out? <laughs> they don't understand. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Buford shows up right before Marty can kind of intervene. He's about to shoot Doc. He's like, "It took him three whole days to die, Smithy." You're like, "Oh, how about uh, I told you to watch your back. You know, I'm here to shoot you." And he's like, "Oh, Tannen." How, how are you here? And he's like, oh, how about I take the $80 worth out of, out of your friend here? Are you going to introduce me? Are you going to let me dance? Uh, and then so she dances with him as the rest of the gang holds back Doc. And he's like, oh, yeah. It's, I bet you there's something you can do this it's with. Kind of like, um, it's kind of like Lorraine and that nerdy guy. That... <laughs> <laughs> Scram the climb, cutting in. <laughs> Whoever that guy's name was. What was up he's with that confident. guy? He was very confident. Like, he just came out of nowhere. Ha <laughs> ha! cackling out of nowhere <laughs> uh buford's a bit scarier than that guy 
Just a little bit. Just a little bit more intimidating than that guy. <laughs> but for George McFly, you know, it's a big overcome. Also, for George McFly, what's more accomplishing? Punching Biff in the face or pushing this random redheaded <laughs> nerd dude with braces out of the way? <laughs> like, you think, like, after you've already accomplished, like, punching Biff, you'd you be do like, anything. You'd be like, oh, this guy. On like, top. Like, who do you think this guy is? Yeah. But he still lets him, like, get a hold of him for a little bit. It's so weird. <laughs> anyway. At some point, though, uh, Clara has enough of it, though, and she stands up for herself, kicks him in the nuts, you know, and he pushes her down. And just like, like a bear. That's <laughs> exactly what you do with the bears. Exactly. Uh,. Marty is able to act quickly though because right right before he's like, "Damn you, Tanya!" He's like, "No, I damn you to hell!" Oh! And then Marty grabs the frisbee plate and throws it and knocks the gun right out of the way, shooting Doc's hat off. Thankfully, not his head. Like yeah. that was real close. Uh, Marty is so skilled. Marty's very skilled of with course. a gun he's, and a frisbee. He's the coolest guy around ever. Time changes so Marty can stay being cool. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's cool. But Marty comes in and he, he has sl- not really slang, but I like I like this this part where he comes in. And he's like, "Hey, lighten up, jerk!" And then <laughs> and then and then like the the Tannen gang is like looking at each other like, "I, I, don't, I don't know." I don't remember. <laughs> and, and then and then and then Buford's like, "Mighty strong words, Runt." Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's just like lighten up, jerk. He's like, "Just leave my friends alone." And then Buford's like, "What's wrong, dude? You yella?" I remember the first time watching this movie, and I was like, "Yellow? What do you mean? What's yellow? I don't understand what yellow means." But apparently, yellow means like you're being a coward, like you're a yellow belly. Yeah, yeah. And I never knew that. There you go. This is, a, this is how I heard of it in this movie. Yeah, yellow me too. Belly. Um, but Marty, of course, cannot be. No, nobody calls me yellow. Can't call chicken or yellow. <laughs> this is the two no no <laughs> two no no words right there. You yellow? I wonder how many people have called him yellow before. <laughs> I think anyone in the 80s where, called him yellow. Where he's like, oh, no one calls me that. No one calls me yellow. I'll never let this happen again. <laughs> um, Basically, at that point, he's like, all right, what, what do you think you're going to do? He's like, you're, he's like, all right, Tannen, like, let's settle this right here, right now. You know, And he's like, uh, Buford, we can't settle this here right now. Marshall's got our guns. He's like, like I said, we're going to finish this on Sunday. And he's like, uh, Sunday we're robbing the Pine City stage. Like, All right, what about Monday? We do anything Monday night? He's like, no, yeah, you can do it. You can kill him Monday. We're, like I said, we're going to finish this on Monday. <laughs> he's like, I'll be back this way at 7 o'clock. I do my killing before breakfast. 7? He's like, 8 o'clock. I do my killing after breakfast. <laughs> Marty, you could have pushed that to like 9. You could have. Like 9 o'clock and do my killing after breakfast. I don't know. But 8 o'clock Monday morning is when it's the train leaves. the train leaves. leaves. Marty. Ah! He's like, oh, don't worry, Doc. We're going to be gone by then. He's like, what if the train's late? Yeah. He's like, Wait, train's late, Doc. What are you talking about? He's like, we'll, we'll talk about this later. Marty, we don't have time to, to, to discuss this with you. Uh, but before that happens, the marshal shows up like, hey, what's going on, guys? Like, break it up here. And the Tannen gang leaves. And he's like, come on, guys. This is a party. Let's have some fun. And we get this easy talk. Doc takes Clara home. And Clara's like, thank you, Mr. Eastwood. You're very brave. He's like, oh, ma'am. No problem. And all the townsfolk are just loving Mr. Eastwood now. It's like, oh, it's about time someone told that son of a bitch that what he was, you know? And they're all talking like grandpa, you know? Yep. <laughs> they all, he's like, hey, you're riding my book, Mr. Eastwood. <laughs> they hand him, like, the, the Colt Peacemaker gun for free of charge. And he's like, oh, I just want you to know that anybody anybody knows that who shot Buford Tannen was with the Colt Peacemaker. He's like, well, of course you know, son. If you die, I'm going to take him back. <laughs> <laughs> but Marty's got a cool gun now. Yay. I would If I was Marty, I would keep that. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine how valuable that would be? Like, a never-fired Colt Peacemaker gun from 1885, pristine condition. Could you take it back 100 years? Yeah. Wow, that'd be awesome. 
That'd be cool to have or sell. Oh, yeah. Like, never been fired. Like, that's so cool. But, you know, Marty has other plans with it. Um, what does he do with that? He gives it to Seamus. What? Yeah. Because he learns that, you know, you don't need money. Time tra- You don't do time travel for monetary gain. No, it's not for money. It's just for keepsake. Yeah. He well, kept the hoverboard. No, he didn't. What? He doesn't even get to have the hoverboard. Doc has that at the end. We'll get to there. Uh, <laughs> he stole it. Uh, Seamus, though, gets up to goes up to Marty. He's like, Mr. Eastwood, you know, you shouldn't let people provoke you into fighting, you know? He's like, don't worry, Seamus. No, I'm doing it. And then Maggie's like, oh, he just sounds like Martin. He's like, who's Martin? He's like, who's Martin McFly? He's like, Is it, you have a brother named Martin McFly? He's like, no, I had a brother. Martin would let others provoke him into fighting, and then he got shot in the belly in the saloon. And he's just like, oh, I'm the McFlys have other hotheads in the family, mm. like Martin McFly, who ended up dead. Marty, don't go down that road. Marty, Martin, Martin, Seamus. Yeah, close come on. To me. Don't don't be doing it now. Uh, back at the Clara Schoolhouse with Clara and, and it's not called the Clara Schoolhouse. The it's Clara just, School. <laughs> Clara. Yeah. Yeah. Back at the schoolhouse, Clara and Doc are looking through the telescope that he recently fixed and looking at all the stars and all the astrology stuff. And she's always she's asking him about like, oh, will we ever be able to travel to the moon, Doc? Are we ever going to do this, this, this? And he's like, oh, we're going to have explosions and they're going to go to the moon. We're going to be able to travel in space and we're going to go to moon and all this other stuff. We're going to have rockets. And then she starts quoting Jules Verne back to him. And he's like, oh, you've read Jules Verne? I love Jules Verne. <laughs> Literally just Like, we just instantly hamming that in there real quick. I was I wonder why they didn't... I guess they probably didn't think of it when they're writing the second one. But, like, you would no. think they would probably have, like, little hints of it there. Because they have hints of Buford Mad Dog Tan in the second one. Yeah. They, they have, have hints the, of the chicken. They have chicken. the main things. Yeah. The little, little hints of, like, oh, okay. We got the... Uh, yeah, the Western. The Western. And we got the Jules Verne stuff. 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Everything else. Um... But basically, Doc's like, I've never met a woman who liked Jules Verne before like this. And in my head, I'm thinking, Doc, have you really ever met a woman before? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest, Doc. I don't yeah. know how much action you're getting. But she's obsessed with Doc. And she's like, I've never met a man like you before. And then something happens between the two because Doc never comes back home to the workshop that night. He stays nope. the night at Clara's house. Nope. Yes, siree. Something happened between the scientist blacksmith and the school teacher. Clara. Clara got it on. <laughs> Let's just say that. Definitely <laughs> happened. Um, back at the next morning, Marty wakes up, and we also get like the slow shot of like the clock, and also like all the like. There's a bunch of like contraptions going off, like back in the original 1985 oh. like, the original opening, where like eggs are being made on the fire, and like there's bacon being slowly weaved out. I like the. I like the. And yeah. toast. Or whatever. I like it as well. Uh, but it's just like an older contraptions version of it. It's like, oh, it's a cool callback. I love all the callbacks that Beck yeah. does. They're the kings of that, you know? Marty wakes up, then we get like a little shot of him with his uh, pajamas on with a butt crack showing. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> but we got also get the uh, taxi driver that you talking to me. Well, I'm the only one here. You got to be talking to me. Yeah. And he has like, he's pulling out the gun, looking in the mirror. Go ahead, make my day. <laughs> Like he's, he's happily wearing. He's like, I'm ready for Buford if he comes. Marty's yeah. ready. He's ready. He's ready to die and shoot, and go crazy. And no point does Marty think that he can get killed. Um, he walks around town with it, sees Doc, and all the people are like, "Hey, Mister Eastwood, can I buy you a beer, Mister Eastwood?" It's like 9 a.m. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fine, guys. Uh, he sees Marty. He sees Doc. Marty sees Doc, and he's like, "Hey, what, Doc, where you been all day?" He's like, "Oh, I'm just enjoying the morning air. It's really lovely here in the morning. I'm just enjoying the morning breeze, you know, getting it out there." And like, 
Doc, come on. All right, we get you. You're elated from what happened last night. We got it. <laughs> um, at, at one point, he's like, hey, Doc, we got to go back to the future. You know, what are you talking about? He's like, I don't know if I want to go back. I got to do what I got to do. And then there's other people, as as this is going on, they see, like, the gravestone, Doc's gravestone, and they see and they have, like, the morga- like the grave coffin maker or whatever is like, Oh, Mr. Eastwood, I need to take your measurements. Like, hey, buddy, I told you I don't want to. I don't want a suit, buddy. And he's like, No, this is for your coffin. <laughs> and he's like, Oh, maybe this isn't my name that ends up on the gravestone. It may be yours because we look back at the picture and the picture is fading. It's fade. It's fading. faded the names, but the date still remains and, and the, the gravestone. gravestone. Yep. So it's like so someone's dying that day and getting buried. And he's like, It may be yours, Clint Eastwood. Oh, and Jesus. He's like, oh, this is heavy. He's like, oh, great Scott. And Doc's like, oh, I know this is heavy. <laughs> like reverses or whatever. Um, but that night they go and get the final preparations made for the DeLorean. But Doc informs Marty, like, I'm not going back with you. I, I'm in love with Clara. I can't leave. He's like, Doc, you can't stay here. Like, you got to go back to 19, 1885. You don't know if you're going to mess up. 1985, yeah. The future, you don't know what the future is going to have. You could still die on that gravestone. He's like, Marty, the future's not written. You got to make the most of it, you know? Yeah. There's very wise words of him, right? Yeah. But he's like, Doc, you're a scientist. You got to think with your head here. Don't think with your heart. Mm-hmm. He's like, Marty, you're right. I, I, I told you not to use time machine, time travel for your own personal gain, and I got I to gotta follow through with that. I can't use it for personal gain. So I'm going to tell Clara it's over. It's kind of heavy, right? <laughs> it's heavy. <laughs> So Claire, he's going to – and uh, Marty does bring up a good point. Why don't we just bring her with us? <laughs> yeah. And Doc's like, no, we can't because it's going to further disrupt time travel. But honestly, when you think about it, that's a good idea. Mm, they do. They do at the end. But, like, in the original timeline, she died. Yeah. So bring her with you wouldn't change, wouldn't anything. change anything. No. It's a good idea. And well, we know we can fit three people in there because we brought, <laughs> we brought Jennifer to the future. So would you bring – what would you do if you are Doc? Bring her. Would you bring her with you? Yeah. Why like, not? Screw it. Why not? Yeah. We don't care about time travel at the end of what this. What the anyway. hell? I figured. What the hell? Bring <laughs> Clara with us to the future. And if it's really bad, just go back. Drop her off again. No, because she would know so too much. She would know too Do much. Do the infor- thingy. The-, <laughs> <laughs> the Jennifer. Yeah, that's right. Use that thing to delete her memory. Or yeah. Knock her out or whatever it was. <laughs> then all the problems would be solved. Geez, I didn't even think about that. Yep. You're right. Um. Good point. They fall asleep out there. They had the DeLorean on the on the tracks. They're ready to go the next morning. Doc has to go break it off with Clara that night, and Clara is instantly pissed. She's, she's oh, like, yeah. "Oh, just because you think I like Jules Verne, you think you can come back here and sleep in my bed and lie to me the next day about you being a time traveler, you know?" And she's like, <laughs> "Oh wow, I've heard some whoppers in my day." And she slaps him, and she's all pissed. She's like, "Clara, it's not true. I promise you, I love you." But Doc is just. Pfft, Defeated. Defeated. He can't even handle it, right? He's so depressed that he broke off with Clara, and he heads straight to the saloon. And <laughs> there's a lot of, like, little lines here and there, so if you're not paying attention, you miss it. He's like, hey, Emmett, what would you like to drink tonight? You know, like, uh, can I get you the usual or whatever? And he's just like, no, I need something stronger tonight. And then he, the bartender's like, sarsaparilla. Like, his usual is not, yeah. like, it's sarsaparilla. He's like, no, I need whiskey. He's like, Emmett, remember what happened to you on the 4th of July? Like, <laughs> he's like, no, I need whiskey. I would eat whiskey tonight. And he's like, you can leave the bottle. And he just has the shot glass of whiskey filled. And he just holds it. Um, next morning, Marty wakes up. Doc's not there. He's like, Doc, we need it. We talked. We had a plan here. I got to go find him. Heads back into town. We see Doc is in town. It looks like he's drunk because he's like mouthing. He's like, in the future, 
we don't even have we have motorized vehicles called automobiles and we, he's like the town laughing, laughing at him. Uh, laughing at him and making fun of him and like oh don't people run anymore he's like well of course we run for recreation he's like run for fun <laughs> what kind of fun is that it's a great line that's one of my favorite i quote yeah. that sometimes like run for fun what kind of fun is that they like, totally calling it not fun at all um I know there is like at one point uh, at that night the guy was like, "Oh, I can I can tell you for one thing for certain. You can you never know what the future will hold." He's like, "Oh, the future. I can tell you <laughs> about the future." <laughs> um, but Marty shows up, trying to talk some sense to him. He's like, "Doc, we gotta go." And he's like, "Where?" And he's like, "Back to the future." <laughs> he's like, "Marty, you're right." And he takes the he takes the shot, and then the bartender's like, "Emmett, no!" As soon as he takes that shot, passes out. Passes out immediately. He's like. Oh, how many has he had? He's like just the one. Like, just the just the one. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, he had he held. He's like he hasn't had any. He just likes to hold it. Like yeah. they, they, he just likes to hold the whiskey. And just like wow, that's just a good little like joke there. He like he doesn't. He can't hold any liquor or whatever. Um, while they're trying to wake him up, we know we do see like the Buford Tannen gang, you Coming know, up. waking up. And he's like, "Why are we getting up so early, boss?" And he's like, "I'm hungry. I'm ready to get him." It's breakfast time. I do my killing after breakfast, you know. Um, they're not able to wake up him with just coffee, you know. He's like, all right, let's go make some wake-up juice. They mix it around like a bunch of just like, oh, Gross. Don't. It looks disgusting. Like a bunch of peppers and things and like cinnamon. I don't even know what they add in it. It looks like just like disgusting red juice. And they pour the entire thing down his gullet. Wakes him up. Runs over. Dunks his head in the horse trough. And then instantly passes out again. He's like, oh, no, that was just a reaction. Like he's got, he still has another like 30 minutes, like 20 minutes until he wakes up. And don't Marty's have like, that much time. Marty looks at the clock. He's like, "Why do we gotta cut these things so damn close?" Like, the, the, like the, the that's exactly the what uh, what's it called? The uh, thing's about to leave. Like the train. The, train. the train's leaving in like ten minutes. Yeah. And before that can happen, Buford Cannon shows up. And McFly in town. <laughs> hey Eastwood, <laughs> time's up. I say we we get let's get this thing going. He's like, "Well, it's not eight o'clock yet." He's like, "It is for me. Run, come on, right here, right now. Let's finish this." You know. And then also Seamus shows up and he's like, oh, I, something told me I should be here tonight. <laughs> and, and and Marty's thinking like, I, oh, if I'm a chicken, I die. And he's looking at the thing. It says Clint Eastwood now on, oh, on the thing. No. Like, do I go out there and face my, I know I will die. If I get called a chicken, I go out there and I can't handle it. Uh, what to do? What to do? Easy, Marty. Don't do it. And he doesn't. You, no. He lets, he lets Buford count down. He's like, all right. I'm gonna count to ten. If you're not out here, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do anything, you know. And he just lets him and all the townspeople are all egging him on. He's like, Son, you better do it, or you're gonna be called a yellow belly for the rest of your days. And Eastwood and Marty Marty's like oh, I don't okay. care. So what? You know, like, I'm I don't leaving. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm leaving. Why does, why does it matter? Yeah. Um thankfully he does, right? He doesn't get he doesn't get roped into it and get shouted out. He's like, Oh, and there's good, there's good laughs here as well with the Tannen gang. He's like counting out, and then Buford like looks over at his gang, and the gang holds up like seven fingers. He's like, <laughs> oh, seven! Like he lost his tra- tra- trace of like doing it. Uh, we also got to point out that Clary does get on the train that they rob. Oh yes, she leaves. Yeah, she's, she's out. She's leaving. She's like, no, I don't, I don't even want to live here anymore. Um, no Clara Schoolhouse anymore. <laughs> no Clara Schoolhouse. Uh, they get ready to go, and as they are about to get ready, right as like. It counts to 10. He doesn't go out there. He's like, oh, I don't care what Tannen says. I don't care what anybody else says about me either. And then Seamus is like, yeah, good for you, Clint Eastwood. Like, <laughs> good job. Don't let people grow up in because you're going to die. Uh, they leave out the back door. He's like, hey, do you got a back to this place? Yeah, it's in the back. <laughs> uh, 
they leave. It's right at eight o'clock. The train's leaving. Like, oh no, how are we gonna uh. get there in time? Uh, as they're leaving out the back door, they get caught. Marty dives into the other room, uh, other building, whatever. Doc gets caught. He's gonna shoot. And they're like, Clint Eastwood, you don't get caught out here. We're gonna shoot this guy in the head. You know, you gotta come out. And he's like, shoot. Now, really, what do I do? Marty puts on. You don't see it. He has a poncho on. Yep. Puts on the bulletproof vest. The same thing that we saw in Back to the Future 2 that Biff was watching. A fistful of dollars. Fistful of dollars. Clint Eastwood. Classic. Classic thing. Clint That's Eastwood. his first uh, spaghetti western he ever did. And this is Clint Eastwood's first spaghetti western, as in Back yeah, to the Future 3. Yeah, Cl- Back to the Future 3. Yeah. Because his, ah. his name is Clint Eastwood. Yeah. And he shows up wearing the bulletproof vest, doesn't realize it. Marty takes off the, bol- the gun belt and is like, hey, let's settle this like men. Let's fight. And he's like, you thought wrong, dude. Pulls out the gun. Shoots him. Shot him. Right in the stomach. And then I love his laugh here. Buford's laugh. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> like, he's just like, he's like walking around laughing, like taking little bows and walking over to the body because everyone thinks he's dead. Doc is like, no, how could this happen? Uh, but as soon as he gets over, and thankfully he doesn't unload more than one shot on him. Yeah. Or doesn't hit him where the bulletproof vest wasn't at. Yeah. Because Marty kicks the gun out of his hands, stands up, dun, 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 and then starts like, punching him in different ways and buford has no defense at this point he's just in utter shock yeah he's even throw a single punch he's just like (laughs) gets knocked out gets punched into the manure cart face first in the manure the tannins are manure i hate manure i hate manure uh and i think that he does say that when the the marshal shows up too and pulls (laughs) him out of it right uh or it's not the marshal it's like the sheriff or something because the marshal marshal strickland doesn't show up no um but the the tannin gang leaves and he's like get him get that son of a bitch out of there get that get him out of that shit whatever he says like he says something like that uh but like the train's already left he's like doc we gotta go bye and they, he gives seamus the gun at this point he's like hey seamus here you go sell it it's worth 12 dollars. never been used like well maybe i'll buy myself a new hat great new hat like, take care of that baby seamus yep. that's my great grandfather take care of it he's like i will thank you clint eastwood Will I ever see you again? What are you guys going to do? Are you going to go rob our train? Yeah. <laughs> no one realizes why they have to leave in such a hurry, right? Yeah, they just do. Never um, see him again. Never see him again. Um, the problem is, though, as they ride off to go get the train, Clara stops the train and gets off of it because she hears someone talking about, like, oh, I never heard, I never <laughs> seen somebody so upset over a woman. I think he – and, like, this guy is going off about how much, like – this guy, this guy that he met in the bar was so depressed about the woman that he met. And he's going on for like 20 minutes. <laughs> and then Cla- and Clara's like, and he's like, oh, I think he said the name of the girl that he liked was uh, was uh, Clara. And he's like, Cla- Clara's like, what? Turns around and Stop he's like, the train. Um, did, did he have puppy dog eyes and long white hair? And he's like, oh, you know that man, don't you? And she's like, Emmett stops the train, rides off, runs back to town. Run. Running. Wow. As Marty and Doc are riding out of town. Ah! Yeah, crazy suspense. Suspense. <laughs> what what is up with that guy? Like he was just making conversation. It was, <laughs> he was the only one talking. Like <laughs> that's like when you have like your boss and like they don't they don't ever shut up and they just keep talking and you're just like, I I don't want to hear I, this. But you, you offer nothing to the conversation besides mm hmm mm hmm yep uh huh yep I understand. He's like I never seen somebody so upset before. You know, in all my days, and just like he just kept going on. Like, what do you have? Like, come on, dude. Made like, an impact on him. It's like when you're on an airport, 
Yeah. And like the person next to you just won't shut up. And you're like, <laughs> I don't want to hear about your life. Like this is an hour flight. I'm never seeing you again. I don't need to hear about like the guy. It's not even your life. It's about the guy that you, you met last night. Like I was at a bar. Yeah. You'll never even know who he is. <sighs> Whatever. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> they, they get to the train. They, are able to do some like train heist stuff. It's kind of cool, like where they're they jump from the horses onto the caboose. Oh, it's so cool! Running across the top. You're yawning when I'm talking I'm about this. So like, <laughs> you sound like you're being very sarcastic. No, here. no, it's really cool. I like it. Okay. Uh, so in terms of like heist, though, it's like a it's like the opposite of a heist. Yeah, it's a science experiment. Huh? Is this a holdup? <laughs> no, it's a science experiment. <laughs> Why is this heist so hard in Red Dead Redemption? Robbing a train? Because I always get caught. And, like, just passing? Yeah. It's because it's, uh... Like, I tried to ride behind the train, jump on it, and, you know, do the other robbery. And then they always come. But they always are there. I'm like, how would you know? Exactly. There's no way you would know I'm robbing this train. I know. <laughs> it's easy in this, in this, uh... And this one, Emmett, Emmett Brown and Marty McFly are able to do it, no problem. Go to the very top of it, unbuckle the car, the switch track, the plane's going off without a hitch, steal the train, uh, get to the where the DeLorean's at. They leave everybody else, like the passengers and the conductors, like leave them behind. So like, <laughs> that just ruined their Next day. Whole life. Yeah, they're stuck out there. I mean, they can walk back to town, but like, you got this train track now that you got to figure out how to get a hold of, like by telegram or whatever, to yeah. pull it back to the station. Um, at that point, Clara shows up back in town. Shows up at the place. He's like, "Oh, Emmett, Emmett, where are you?" Just left. She shows up back at his thing and like and sees the. Uh, not the DeLorean, but like the model railroad mm-hmm. and doc has labeled everything like time machine and like point of no return. And she looks at it and like, Oh, time machine. He was telling the truth about him being a time traveler. Okay. Let me find a horse, you know? And she, <laughs> she's trying to like, and she heads back to the train where they've already robbed it. It's like, how do you have the timing to do this? You know, they get to the DeLorean, they unbuckle the DeLorean, get it ready to go. They're going to push a DeLorean. They start the train up again. Marty is inside a DeLorean as doc is, is, uh, in the in the engine, what's it called? The front of the train. Yes. Throwing in the the coal. things the things he designed. It's not necessarily coal. It looks like like papyrus or like it looks oh, like yeah, it looks yeah. like weaves or whatever. It's like one, two, three, four, five. You throw them in at a certain time periods to get the engine burning hotter and hotter and hotter. Yeah, and then there's the green, yellow, and red. Yeah, the different smoke things, and they have like the, the device or whatever. Like, oh, once it hits this many temperatures, it's gonna have a burst of speed, and then we'll get fast enough that we can overload the engine and go 88 miles an hour. It's like, there you go so dangerous this is like it's more dangerous than anything else because they're climbing on the side of it yeah. as it's going clara shows up right before they're about to like hit the burst of speed jumps onto the train and then poof, explodes she's and she's like crazy on barely uh emmett starts to make his way over there to the uh to where the uh the engine to the delorean yeah. the delorean's being being pushed now uh and we also i do like seeing the different color smoke coming mm-hmm, out of it cool. uh, indicating like green yellow red like depending on like oh the first charge has been off second charge third third charge has been off uh, Emmett crawls all the way to the front of the train as the engine, the train's being like, and Marty's like, all right, Doc, come on, get on, get over here, come on. Telling Doc how fast we're going. Like, oh, we're going 45, Doc, we're going 50, Doc, we're going 60. You know, he's saying how fast they're going as Doc's about to go over. Yep. But then as soon as Clara is climbing all the way over there, because she can't yell them because it's so loud because yeah. you see the train, she blows Emmett. the whistle. <laughs> uh, uh, and he's like, what? what? Turns around, she's there, and he's like, Emmett, I love you. And he's like, Clara! <laughs> Ah, why does she have to be there? It he, makes everything more he, stressful. He walkie-talkies Marty. Uh, Marty is like, it's Clara. We got to go get her. She's coming with us. And he's like, Marty's like, Clara. Oh, my God. No, like, perfect. Like, this can't be happening. Like, we, we literally are about to hit the point of no return, the windmill. 
Yeah. He has to go back and grab her and then bring her all the way back to the DeLorean before they can happen. So it's like, oh, how there's no, and you think to yourself, like, there's no way we can do this. We're passing 50 miles an hour. We're passing the point of no return. There's no way. There's no way. How are we going to stop it? And Clara tries to climb out to him. He tries to climb out to her along the side of the train as it's getting faster and faster yeah. and faster. Don't look down, Clara, as he's going crazy. Uh, he tries to reach for her. She almost falls. He's able to grab her uh, like, at the right moment as Marty grabs the hoverboard, hoverboard puts it out of the water, uh, not the water, out of the DeLorean as Doc gets on the hoverboard. First time he's on the hoverboard, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> gets on the hoverboard, grabs Clara as they slide off into the sunset. Yes. And they're, and they're just looking at each other and Marty's like, Doc, Clara, come, come back. <laughs> you know, but they're, they're too far gone and as he looks ahead, it's, the, it's, the, it's like they're about to go off the edge yeah. of the cliff. Shuts the DeLorean and they see it starting to get faster and he puts on the cowboy hat as like they see the time circuit start to go. He's like, he gets to 88 miles an hour. You like my sound effects? Right when they... I feel like I'm like <laughs> seven years old, like... That's me right now. But he, he gets the right... Literally at the ex- exact, exact moment, it would moment. fall off. Like, Do you think it would still... He would... It would still go off if he fell? Like he's still going 88? What do you mean? Where would he, where would he spawn at? <laughs> he's like... He goes... It goes 88, but the thing doesn't like fast enough uh-huh. and he like falls and then he goes back to the future where would he go just in the middle of the ground well he'd fall because it's a ravine it's a bridge so he would still he well would not fall in, in the... 1985 it's like a cement no it's it's a bridge because it, it goes to the road but the ravine is still there it's still a ravine because we see him go over the bridge okay so he would still fall down if he fell down darn it he just show up <laughs> ah <laughs> crash it would just be more horrifying because he made it yeah. back and still died um thankfully though he doesn't he shows up and we see he's on the train track and the train track thing starts to go down like ding 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 ding, ding. And everyone's just looking at him like what the heck is Get going off. on <laughs> and he's just like waving like he doesn't even notice the train is barreling ahead of him as he dives out of the delorean just in time yeah as and it, it gets destroyed because he gets back to 1985 and the train is actually there and it hits the delorean because Trains don't stop. What's the quote that you always say? I say a quote about trains. Yeah, you're like it's like something like like don't don't uh trains don't wait for you. You say something. There's an there's an ad. Oh, it's an ad. Okay. There's like trains don't stop. You know <laughs> they don't stop. You just be safe not to be around them or something like that. Yeah, but it's something super funny where it's like uh. D- don't stop don't stop for trains because trains don't stop for, it's like stop for trains because they don't stop for you or something like that like it's something like super cryptic and dark yeah and i don't remember what it was but you said it like a while, long time ago and i remember it being so funny it's like <laughs> but i don't remember what it was ah oh, damn it um but marty's back 1985 train hits the delorean destroys it completely yeah he's able to dive out of the way just it's in time very, i hate watching it really get destroyed why because i like it i like the delorean i do too yeah, but all gone marty it was supposed to be destroyed at some point i know i don't want to see it though the train barrels right through the delorean like there's nothing left and yeah. it keeps going like the train Trains oh don't... no that's that's the quote right like oh if you it, like if you get hit by a train like oh it'll stop after two miles or whatever like, <laughs> it's, it's like something like super dark or cryptic right <laughs> um the DeLorean's destroyed. He looks at the time circuits. He looks at everything else like, fades it's all out. Gone. All I, destroyed. It's so sad. And the train keeps going. 
Yeah. It hit this car. The it guy doesn't stop. The conductor saw it <laughs> and just kept going. The people who saw the DeLorean come back, like on the tracks, right? And they see him go by. Like they're at the crossing, the railroad crossing. You would assume they saw the crash and they don't get out of the car to go check it out. No, I wouldn't. You just keep driving? No. You saw a random car on the free, on the thing and you saw the, the, the train crash into it. You want to try to investigate? It's a glitch in the system. No. <laughs> come on. I would want to see what happened. Like you you would think someone died. Yeah. I, I think I would stop. I would get out of my car at least, but I guess no one cared in Hill Valley. No. Marty is like, ah, oh, I guess... I guess, it's, I guess you're really gone, Doc. You know, kind of thing. Is super sad about it. Yeah. Heads off to Jennifer. Jennifer's house. I don't remember the bars on this window. <laughs> There's still bars on it. There's no. <laughs> they're in the alternate 85 again. Oh, can you imagine if they? They're like, oh no, it's still alternate. It's to like continue. It's a different alternate 1985. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one where it's like different show. Nash Ravine and Claire Ravine, whatever. Oh, before he goes to Claire, though, he goes home to get his truck. It's the first time we see him driving his truck, the four x four. Ah, yay. Yeah. And I was like, Marty, what are you doing dressed like a cowboy for? What do you think? You're Clint Eastwood? Huh? Uh. <laughs> and this is when we see his dad. His dad's like in the background. Because okay. like, we, we see him interacting with his mom and his sister and his brother. And the dad's like at the at the door. Okay. And we also see Biff is like walking around like, oh, hey, Marty, you're all waxed up. Second coat. You know, and he's just, you know, talking to him. Um, he heads to Jennifer's house, wakes her up. And he's like, oh, Marty, I had the weirdest dream. <laughs> like, okay. Uh, he drives her around. And they, they go by Hilldale. And Marty's like, oh, hey, this is where we're going to live. Oh, I'm, I mean, we're going to live here someday. Yeah. And he's like, Marty, this was a dream, right? And then look over, Needle shows up. And you're like, ne- yep. Needles, flee. Uh, he's like, hey, McFly, nice set of wheels. How's it hanging? How about a race, McFly? And then, what's wrong? You chicken? Oh, no. That's where it started. Remember when he got in the car accident? With the Rolls Royce. With the Rolls Royce. And as they take off, they're going to go race. Marty doesn't decide to race because he's like, oh, I don't care what he thinks okay. about me. Because Woo. Needles is like the Biff of Marty. Of him. And Needles takes off, almost crashes into a Rolls Royce, but if Marty was there, he would have crashed into the Rolls Royce. And never play guitar ever again. And never play guitar ever again and ruin his life. And Doc does say something about this in the past. Doc says something to Marty where he's like, oh, that's how you get into the accident in the future. And he's like, Doc, what about my future? He's like, I can't tell you. It would only make things worse. Yeah. Oh, Doc, you got to tell me. What's in my future? But Marty avoids it. And then Jennifer has this like realization of like, oh, this is all real. Pulls into her pocket, pulls out the fax machine, the fax from the ah, fax machine too. You're fired. And it says you're fired. It fades it away. It fades away. Oh my gosh, the future's been changed. Woo! Yes. So maybe you never have to go to the future anyway to save your kids. Then how does it even work out? How do you even get here? Doesn't matter. The future is what you make it. So make it a good one, right? Make uh, it a great one. They go. And goes and Marty. Mar, basically, Jennifer figures out like, oh, time travel is real. So Marty has to confess to her. He takes her to the ruins of the time machine, yep. the train track where the time machine has been destroyed, the DeLorean. As they're waiting there, though, ding, 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 ding. The train thing goes down, but there's no train coming until you hear. What this? This train DeLorean time, time machine, machine. Run, running off of steam shows up. With a bunch of future gizmos and gadgets on it. Yep. And it flies. And it, Well, we don't know that yet. Oh, okay. It, we, okay, first of all, if it does fly, why would you ever ride it on a train track? <laughs> <laughs> um, it shows up. Doc's in it. He's like, Doc, you're alive! I didn't think I'd ever see you again. He's like, hey, Marty. He's like, well, it's hanging. <laughs> how's it going? Like, what do you mean, how's it going? Like, he's like, how would you even get here? He's like, oh, you know Clara. Clara's with me. But meet our kids, 
Jules, Jules and, and Vern. Vern. I hate I hate his kids. They're so creepy. Why do you hate his kids? Because there's a one kid, like while they're talking, he like, uh, his hand is right next to his thigh, and he's like, doing this, come here, like kind of thing. What do you mean, come here, kind of thing? Like with his hand, like he's you like know, moving his fingers or something. Yeah, <laughs> he's so creepy, and then he's like, he does something really weird. Which kid, Jules or Vern? I don't remember. It's the one on the right. Okay, Vern. Vern. The youngest one. Yeah, it's creepy. Why is he so weird though? He was like he was making things with his face. Or something. You have to watch it. I did yeah. watch it. No, you have to. Next time you watch it, watch the kid. And he's really creepy. Well, doesn't he like point to his crotch or something? Yes, he does. He does. <laughs> also. I heard this, but I, ne- I, I, I don't really notice it very much. It just looks like he's like itching himself. No, it's weird. Just look for it next time. <gasps> it's also weird that the time machine is just this giant steam-powered train. Like, how could you... Make that. How could you make a, a flux capacitor that runs on steam? Like, I don't understand how this all... Ha- and the doors open like a DeLorean. Yeah. They open like the seagull doors with like everything. Like, how is this even the... And why did he make another one? Well, he, Marty asked him that, right? And he's like, I had to come back for Einstein. So he's been back before to pick up Einstein. Oh, wow. Right? Yeah. So he's been back before to get Einstein and not say hi to Marty. Yeah. Because Einstein was in 1985. Yep. So, Doc, why are you (laughs) making this grand entrance? How would you even know I was going to be here? Yeah, he just unless knows. he knew where he was gonna be at that time, spied on him. Maybe he's he like, went oh. to Einstein, and then we gotta go back in time, figure out where they are, and then come back to this exact time to surprise him. Make a great entrance. Yeah, with this Anything. thing, hands him a present. It's a picture of them with the clock tower. Aww. awesome picture. Sweet. But he's like, Doc, thank you so much. This is great. I, I'm so, I'm so grateful. You know, and he's like, Oh, thank you, Marty. You're, you're great. And then Jennifer's like, I brought this back from the future but now it's erased i don't understand he's like well of course it's erased your future is what you make it so make it a good one you know and it's a great that's a great line Ugh. except for the fact that there's this giant turbine train <laughs> standing behind you with all these gizmos and things and everyone's just kind of sitting there and it's just strange it's, just it's strange. a strange like, choice did you go to the future to make this like well you had to go to the future to get stuff but to be able to get the hover conversion right yeah he had to go to the 20th century. So, so like, how long ha- how long has it been? I don't know. Enough to have two kids. Yeah. So it's been a few years, <laughs> and they've gone to the future and the past. So how how is this even possible? And th- this is the part like I was fine with it, like them leaving, but like this whole ending, I get so confused by. Yeah. Because he's like, "Oh, where are you going now, to Doc? Back to the future?" And he's like, "No, I've already been there." Where are you going? <laughs> so, like, are you going to space? Like, like because the, 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 the train takes off, gets off, off the tracks, flying over houses, flying over cars, and it's like, dun, 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 dun. it's like, ooh, ooh, <laughs> and takes off, and that, that, that's the end of the movie. Yep. So, there. <laughs> where are you going? Number four. That, I guess that kind of leads into the game, right? I've played the Back to the Future game, which is kind of fun. I'm not oh, yeah, here. yeah, yeah. I've played, but, I played the first chapter. But I, the ending of this, I don't I don't get it. Yeah. Because it's the strange. Because the whole plot of all these ones was like the dangers of time travel and like how you need to be responsible and all this other stuff, right? But to have this thing, this attitude where I, I'm going, 
I'm going to the future. I'm going to the past. I can do whatever the, the hell I want with this train time machine flying over everybody. I don't care if people see me, whatever. Like, where is this coming from? He's just, he just declined. Like, like, like this, this does not, does not correlate with, oh, I'm going to live the rest of my life in 1885. Cause he was content with that living with Clara. Yeah. And now, now we are traveling the cosmos. <laughs> <laughs> As is, because i'm bored steampunk yeah aesthetic it's just strange how did you even build this i don't know how did you even you barely were able to build a delorean into a time machine but now you can build trains (laughs) like how far into the future did he go he went how were you even able to get there (laughs) i have no answers for you none i have no answers does anyone have any answers for me because i'm so better not raise them I'm raising them. It's the podcast, man. This is what Backtrack's all about. So I guess I will have to agree with you then because Back to the Future 3, I love, but in terms of like overall, like going through the motions and getting through the hype of it, it does not end it on a good note for me. No. I, the one point that does end it, like, oh, the future is what you make it, so make it a good one. I love that. I love that lesson. I love that, like, oh, don't let other things de- determine your future. Live your life. Live your best life. Blah, blah, blah. There you go. But. The fact that they totally disregard it, the lessons of the other movies, at the very end, just coming out of nowhere, it kind of rubs me the wrong way a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. But I do love it. Don't get me wrong. It's just like, uh, okay. <laughs> like, this is just so strange to me. Kind of a weird ending to the trilogy. Especially with the fact the first two endings are so good. Yeah. So good. They lead right into the next ones. The second one is my favorite. I love the ending of the second one. Yeah. More than the other one. I feel like they were like... Maybe they were opening, leaving it open just for a possible fourth one. Well, they did the animated series. Okay. Which was like Jules and Vern and stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. In and the trains? <laughs> <laughs> and they did the game later on. But, yeah. but I, I don't know. It's whatever. I, I don't know. It's whatever. So... That's Back to the Future Part 3. <laughs> That's the trilogy. We finished the trilogy. Woo! What do you make the whole trilogy? It's perfect. It's not, no, it's not perfect. The first one's perfect. It's it's a really good trilogy. It's one of the best trilogies. Yeah, it's one I of think. my favorite for sure. And I know I'm ragging on the ending of this for sure, but I really like Back to the Future 3. I think it's a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. I think it has all the same stuff that you love from it. Like all, it has all the similar scenes, but they're not, they're, they're not as blatant as a copy as they are in the second one. Yeah. So I get why people can be so divided on if the second one or third one is better. I honestly get it. But for me, the second one, you got all the time travel. You got all the ups and downs. You got all the twists and turns. And I'm you're like excited for what happens. You're like the tension. The tension in the second one. You're just is like, I can't. Unmatched. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> so I guess I'll have to agree with you the rankings of one, all two, right. three. Awesome. I guess we're we we're in consensus then. Awesome. Other than that, any other final thoughts on this trilogy before we close out? Um, don't try to mess with it. Just leave it be, everyone. Just, oh, uh, in terms of like making a sequel yeah, or rebooting or anything. Rebooting. Just chill. We yeah. don't need anything more. There's really, I mean, where are you gonna go? Like literally, the end of this thing is so many possibilities. But any of those possibilities that we see, I don't want to see. Yeah. I, I I think it's perfect. The way because it is. if you have this perfect train time machine, what's the point? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Such a weird ending. I don't uh, I don't know. 
Um, it can't be. It's not a worse ending than Star Wars, though. Let's be completely, <laughs> completely honest here. That's that's for another day, though. <laughs> Return of the Jedi had a great ending. Yeah. Return of the Jedi had a really great ending, and that was the last. So when this movie came out, 1990, Return of the Jedi was the ending of Star Wars. So let's leave it at that, shall we? Let's All not, right. Let's not even get into it. Sounds I'm not even, good. Let's not even talk about it. <laughs> that's about wraps it up for this podcast. It is election night. We don't even know the results. No. You you might know it when you listen to it. You might know by the time you listen to this, depending on how early you listen to it, because it's coming out the next day. Yeah. So this would be an interesting, interesting time. Yeah. We can we can listen back to this like oh look at us so look at us. Know, we didn't know we nothing had no clue <laughs> we didn't know what the future held but let's hope it's let, let's let, hope it's a good one let's hope it's a good future in terms in, in store for us because we have no idea what is coming hopefully it's good yeah let's I, <laughs> all I, right really let's hope so because stand down stand by let's see where this goes like this is like let's just get let's we need to get past this like this biff tan in reality that we're in yeah we're in alternate 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 2020 like what what is how good before we before we go how awesome would alternate 2020 be i think we're living in alternate 2020 but like the real 2020 is probably so cool like how amazing because like all the dates match up to like all these best these holidays are on weekends yeah like how awesome was 2020 gonna be it was gonna be a really good time. It I was gonna like. be like the best year ever. Like it was, it was really shaping up to be <laughs> new like new decade, new decade coming up. Like it was gonna be like oh, 2020. Here we go, and mm. now look where we are. Like Just, we're everyone is so defeated. We're like we hate. Like we cannot wait for this year to be over. It's the most like odd year. You know, just so much happened. So much. <laughs> it's like daily basis. Like and it, it, it like feels like it's happen. going by fast. But, but at the same time, if when you look back at it, it's like, like how much March was so long ago. <laughs> it's, it's been like a whole like decade in one year. Yeah, like, this is what it feels like. But we're already in November, so we're almost there. We're almost at the end. But is it going to be better it's, next year? Let's hope so. You know. <laughs> <sighs> and with really... that positive note, <laughs> yeah. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Yep. If you're listening to this on Wednesday or whatever day you're listening to this in the future. Thank you for joining me, Caden, my brother, on this Back to the Future trilogy uh, through time that we've gone trilogy through. Trilogy through time. I like that. It was really fun. Trilogy through time. TTT. There you go. Trilogy through time. It was really fun. Thank you for joining me. I know you love Back to the Future as much as I do. Yep. Um, I can't wait to have you back on again. Let me know whenever you're free to come back whenever. All right. Everybody, thank you for listening. Check out the back catalog. Check the description for our socials and everything else you want to support the show that way support us that way support the show financially that way anything you want to do you know it's all in the description yep that easy do it just click come on just click come on i insist (laughs) (laughs) he insists and with that note goodbye everybody bye bye Back to the future. Backtrack to the future now. Ow! Sounds like an animated series. Like <laughs> Backtrack to the future? Backtrack the animated series. <laughs> Let's make it a thing. Let's make it a thing. I'm down. <laughs>